and we're live. PM and the PM, everybody. It's Thursday night. That's right. Pong and Mav and the PM. And we got a little, little extra spice tonight. Hold on. I got to shut off the extra. I was listening to new music here. And uh, now I'm hearing myself, which is crazy. That doesn't work. Okay, there we go. Much better. Holy shit. Do I sound crazy? All right. Anyways, everybody. You're always happy so crazy, Thursday. motherfucker. I do. I do. And I've heard myself recorded so much in my life because of my uh, <laughs> real life job. I'm used to it, but my God. Anyways, everybody, welcome PM into PM. Thursday night, it is February the 29th, 2024. And as I was saying, it's not just PM in the PM tonight. We got a little extra spice with us tonight uh, because, of course, you can see the family's here. Jasper is here, one of the family members. Uh, we got a special show, but we got to start out right. So this is a special announcement, y'all. Chat, listen up. This is the overhead announcement on the fun speculation hype trade. That is right. We are not starting the night at Mach 2.0. So I need you all to check your straps. Get seated because we are starting at Mach 2.25 tonight on this hype train because the one and only Bold Alpha Wolf Pack came in early and dropped off a sack of coal with the easy five layup for us tonight. That's right. We already added another car. We already added 0.25 tonight that mock scale tonight thanks to the bold alpha wolf pack so get seated buckle up and get ready uh for our little bit of pm in the pm tonight let's go everybody choo choo motherfuckers choo choo all right everybody let's get into this as i stated uh we've got uh, a lot to get into uh news wise actually it's been light news week and it's been mostly awful news but we're gonna try <laughs> to talk about it this week as we always do uh, and we'll try to bring a little different spin i'm not gonna sit here and just read a bunch of articles to y'all you all know what's kind of going on out here uh so we're gonna have some open to conversations about what we think is going on but first and foremost ladies and gentlemen please we have another special announcement uh, please make sure your four point hardest are buckled up because not only did we hit Mach 2.25, we hit Mach 2.5 earlier than expected, everybody. We're going to get to the destination speculation town a lot quicker thanks to the one and only Brother Steel Rain who flew overhead and dropped off another bag of coal. That's right, adding another car to the mile-long fun speculation hype train. Mach 2.5 with the easy five layup from Steel Rain. Thank you, brother. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Choo-choo. All of you. All right. So tonight, uh, I always uh, like to start off with our guests first, and then we'll get to Mr. Sicky over here. Uh, if, if Mav dies on air, just don't worry about it. Just ignore him. But Jasper, I'll keep it going. Uh, anyways, baby. Baby, baby math. Uh, anyways, let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't help myself. Anyways, everybody, we've got the one and only. We've got the special family member who is going to be leaving us and going back to the future. As I've been saying, this man is from a future. That's why all the games to him are meh or okay, because he has been playing real virtual reality games from his real timeline. So that's where he's going back to. We've got the actually guy. We've got the lore master Jasper, a absolute to get serious here. Uh, amazing addition when he came on board. What was it, Jasper? Two, two and a half years ago now to the yeah. fun? Yeah. Probably about two, two and a half. Two, yeah, two, two and a half years ago to the fun spec family. This kid came out of nowhere and he changed the dynamic of our shows. 
Um, and he brought a totally different perspective, which is always welcome. And that's what we try to do on our shows. Uh, but the this kid right here is special. This kid is a nerd and a geek after my own heart. He is a sci-fi fan through and through. This man could captain his own enterprise at any given point if they put him in charge because that's how much he knows about Star Trek and about space and about everything else. And I love that stuff. Uh, this guy, beyond even that, he is just a freaking amazing game player. He is somebody who, along with Steel, has carried us for a very long time uh, through a lot of different co-op sessions. But he is an incredible game player who doesn't tout himself enough. Uh, he became one of the premier Starfield shipbuilders at the beginning, the early stages of Starfield. Some of his videos blew up when he did uh, some crazy Star Trek builds and that kind of stuff as well. You guys have seen him on here for two, two and a half years. Most of you in the chat have been a part of this fam for that long. So you know this guy. You know the talent that he brings. You know the special place that he has in all of our hearts. And we're going to miss this dude a lot when he does go back to the future and gets back to the better gaming times uh, where he's from. Uh, but I want to introduce uh, the one and only Lore master jasper actually guy every game is just okay jasper how the hell are you brother and first things first my first question to you tonight jasper as you are leaving us is what are you going to miss most about me and mav i want to i want to hear <laughs> uh just like i guess just chilling with the bros you know just talking games like it's not like I can't like just talk to like random people off the street, be like, oh, you know, like this boss in the game industry, like how they make games and stuff. Like it's nice being able to talk with people that actually understand the game industry and like finding that along the way with you guys. That's really cool. <laughs> that's been awesome, brother. What have you been playing? You've been playing anything? Uh, no, you have, but yeah, I've been playing Star Wars Dark Forces. The remaster just came Ooh. out. Uh, so about halfway through that, trying to finish that up. How does it play? How's it? Is it good? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like the original is just yeah looks better yeah so looks better yeah cool yeah. nice good no glitches though no performance issues nothing like that no it's smooth i've been playing on uh series x so nice perfect anything else uh i s downloaded wastelands 3 because i never played that so i want to try to get a little bit of time into that before i uh head on out so very we'll see nice how that goes yeah <laughs> well that's all right i'm sure it still plays well in the future jasper I'm sure yeah. you'd still be able to fire it on up and get through it. So, uh, but no, thanks for joining us here. Uh, obviously, Baby Mav's been sick all week uh, and hasn't had any shows. So, therefore, you haven't gotten your farewell tour. Uh, so, I'm yeah. glad that and he's Mav is doing the intros and stuff. Like, just yeah, I know he's getting yeah, he's getting ready. Uh, he's already ready. Uh, and uh, we'll get to Mav right here because. Mav has uh, seemingly got more lives than Xbox at this point because he keeps coming back from the dead. I don't know how he did it this week. I don't know how he got the fortitude together to appear on Thursday night after a week off uh, of any podcast. I just don't know how he rested up in time for this, but he was on his deathbed. Caitlin confirmed it on X today uh, in her post uh, that he was almost dead. So Mav, unbelievable to have you here, sir. Uh, I'm glad that you could pull it together to give Jasper a farewell show. I uh, really appreciate you, brother, for putting in the effort to be here. Um, and I just don't want you to pass away on screen. So please keep it together for his time, for the time being. At least, at least give us a couple hours, please. I'll try. Thanks. It's been a rough road the last week. 
no <laughs> for real <laughs> uh thank you guys uh for putting up with the fact that i have not had a show for the last uh it's been a week it was actually pm and the pm last week was the last show and uh yeah i, I got sick whatever pong's been giving me a hard time on twitter <laughs> and stuff like that yeah i i know i know like i'm a little pansy and i'm a baby and i can't push through all right i get it but we are here and we are live now and it was actually like hard for me to cancel like some of the shows this week because it is Jasper's last week, right? I did not want to have to do that. And like um it it really does suck, but you know, like I thought like hey, this is a good time and place to have Jasper on like on PM and the PM, right? As a guest to wish you well, bro, because it's been yeah. uh like fucking hell of a couple years getting to know you dude like for real like uh like uh, podcasting stuff you know you started out kind of just in the chat hanging out busting our balls when we're wrong about stuff mr actually all the time you know giving us the right information you know then we started playing halo with you and we all just kind of clicked and we became buddies and then then we invited you on a show and then you were really good and then we just kept having you on and then then you ended up coming on xbox ultimate and then you know just like became like a mainstay like consistent part of everything we do here for the last couple of years man but it's it's not just that you're gonna miss it's like all the fucking games man like all all the party chats the fucking games just talking games getting you to give me the information uh that i skipped over in the uh in the beginning of the games when i don't read the tutorials you know um, you, you and Pong both helping me with that stuff, but, uh, it's for real, bro. It's going to be a hell of a time, like adjusting to life on fun speculation without Jasper, you know? So you're going to be missed, man. I mean, I, and I absolutely mean that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, guys, it's been fucking, uh, interesting week. You've just been playing a lot of different games, but I, I do got to give a shout out. And I saw some people mentioning in the chat that they noticed there was a new intro, and Jasper called this out too. Uh, so yeah, there is a new intro. Uh, shout out to uh, Judzilla. Uh, Judzilla music on YouTube is the info is on the description. Um, because you know I talked about this before. We're gonna start having some uh, new music on the channel, and I had kind of put out there trying to get the ideas for like how to get some original music for our channel and all this kind of stuff. And dude, uh, which I've known him for a couple of years because uh met him through indie gamer and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, just awesome person in the community, super supportive, uh, does music for people out of the goodness of his heart. And he was like, Hey, let's roll with this. He asked me kind of what I had in mind. I sent him a couple examples stuff and like, he just rolled with it, made some completely original music for us. And there's more coming. Uh, so redid the intro. Uh, and the, the intro music he made was inspired by like our my first videos. Like a little melody I tried to play on the keyboard when I didn't know you could just download a song and put it on YouTube. I, I had no fucking clue, right? So he, he took that and like just ran with stuff and just like amazingly talented person. So shout out to Judzilla Music uh, and who does amazing things out there. And his uh, info is in the description um, and will be on the beginning of the starting soon screen just for everybody to see 
because uh, he's just fucking awesome, man. So thank you, Judd. Um, yeah. It's absolutely awesome. And yeah, but dude, it's back. We're back here for a show. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> it's been a week. We are. Anytime we skip show, like more than one show or like mm-hmm. three shows, it's been a week. It feels like three months, dude. It does. It, it does. It is so weird when mm-hmm. most, a lot of channels do one show per week. Right. But for, for us, it's like when we, when we don't do four, <laughs> right. I know. It's fucking weird. So we're back here, you know, um, and looking forward to fucking uh, talking some games, even though it's been crazy, crazy time. I, I've, I have not been diving too much into Twitter because it hasn't really been a fun place to be the last uh, couple weeks. Um, it's just a shit show and uh, a bunch of nonsense and craziness out there in the gaming industry. But, you know, we got to talk about it. So that's what we're going to do, man. Um, yep. We do sure. have a couple super chats to get to real quick, too. Absolutely. You want to get those? You want me? Yeah. yeah, I'll get these. Yeah. Uh, Game Shark came in, member for nine months. Thank you so much, Game Shark, for being a member of the Speculators. Uh, says, Alamorain, Alamor- only Jasper will get it. <laughs> Uh, Jasper, do you get it? Isn't that a place in Africa? Alamorain. Tunisia? I don't know, Jasper. Is it? Or is it a Star Trek thing? Oh, unless you're saying it wrong, but... Yeah, it's A-L-A-M-A-R-A-I-N-E. Alamorain. That's how I would pronounce it. All right. Well, Jasper, look that up and tell us if you get it. <laughs> that was some deep stuff right yeah. there. Whoa. Uh, anyways, we got. Oh, okay. Now that's the Okay. Okay. What is it? It's, it's a stupid game they played in DS9 where they like they go into a cube and they're like, they get stuck in there and they got to like do some shit. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. There it was. Star Trek reference. <laughs> it's awesome. I saw the image. I knew exactly what it was. Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, BT Maverick 707 comes on in with the five bomb. That's right. BT Maverick. Thank you so much. Says, I feel like Mav sickness came in at the same time. He ate that phallic shaped meal. His wife served him. Yo, (laughs) pause. Why are we, why are we doing this early? Whoa. (laughs) I didn't get chlamydia. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Just, just herpes. Uh, anyways, wow, just just all cold right, sores, everybody. Cold <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, BT. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, BT. Appreciate you, Alvin, in here with the five dollars <laughs> super chat says Jasper. Till next time, my friend. Uh, and he does the up, right, down, 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 and plays Freebird. Thank you so much, Alvin. Uh, Jasper, a lot of people are gonna miss you, brother. Um, and as first of all, um, Mav, I got to give Mav a hard time because that's what buddies do. But I know how much it killed Mav not to have his shows. It always does every week. So I just give him a hard time because I, I like to rib him a little bit when the shit comes out. But I know this week especially, not like that. Jesus, not everything is sexual, everybody. Anyways, everything uh, is sexual. But I know how much. I, I know. How, okay, all right. Ah, Jasper, thanks for being here tonight, brother. Yep. Um, anyways, um. But no, I was just giving him a hard time because I know how much uh, Mav did. It was killing him not to be able to do shows, especially for Jasper's farewell to here. But uh, yeah, Jasper, you are uh, an extremely special part to this family and and you are going to be sorely missed, sir, in all the ways that Mav described. And 
I got to say for me personally, getting to know you and, and, um, you know, getting to chat with you all the damn time, whether it's in the shows or behind the scenes or in games, you, you're, you're one of the good humans out here, Jasper. So, um, you know, again, anytime we have to say goodbye, it's always hard when we lose because our family is made up of all good people, but you were an extra special piece that showed up two, two and a half years ago. And again, changed the dynamic of the shows and just in general of our group. And that's a, it's about the biggest compliment I can give you, sir, is, is what an amazing human being you are. And I know you're off to do absolutely incredible things and I know you're going to succeed. And I hope we get to see you back at some point, uh, at some time, stop in and say hi for five minutes or whatever it is, uh, or, you know, whatever, whatever it allows you. But, uh, I know you're going to be just absolutely awesome at what you're going to go do. And, uh, congratulations, brother. Um, it's like stuff, watching man. your little so. brother go off to do <laughs> great is. things. You it know is. what I mean? It That's is. kind of what it, it feels like. It is. You know? It is. It is. Yeah. Even though Jasper and I have one of the biggest age differences here, it doesn't matter. Again, the passion for the gaming, the gaming itself, and the good-natured part of him as a person is what makes it work. Because, again, I don't feel the difference. Even though Jasper is you know, a couple generations behind me or a generation behind me, however you want to look at it, um, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And uh, he fit right in with all of us, and he has added so much to our channel uh, and just us as friends. Yeah. So appreciate you, Jasper. I'm going to miss you a lot, brother. Going to miss you a ton. I mean, uh, I just wouldn't have thought, you know, being after all this time, you choosing to be the male stripper path for your career. Yeah, you, know, you know, just like congrats on that, man. Not everybody can do that, you know? So it's impressive. It's impressive. Jasper found his real talent. Yeah. You know, everybody remember Dirk Diggler? He found his real talent, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, but yeah, Jasper, great to have you back uh, for one last show here at least and uh, get to talk to you, brother. Dagato came in here, though, and guess what? The train is speeding up. The hype train keeping us ad-free in 2024. Dakato said hashtag no beans that's right we ain't selling no coffee beans around here not the jez baked beans we might sell those at some point but we're not gonna definitely not gonna hawk any freaking coffee beans around this channel thanks to people like dakota with a 10 bomb that's right dakota comes with a 10 dunk and he puts some coal in the furnace and we are now up to a mock 2.7 wait mock Three. We are in a mock three, everybody. I just read it wrong. Jesus. Buckle up, everybody. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Buckle up. We are getting into it. Two more trains added. Thank you for that, Dakato. And Caitlin, member for 27 months, comes in and says, Pong, go back to work. You ain't ribbing my man. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She loves using the go back to work one on me all the damn time. Then we got Takato. He wasn't done adding two train, two cars to the train tonight and some speed. He came in with the five bomb super chat and says, live long and prosper, Jasper. Of course. <laughs> I love the Star Trek shit. I can, in here I can only do that with my left hand. I can't do it with nice. my right. So. <laughs> I, am, I am pretty much the same. My right is weak, but my left is good. That's strangest because I'm right handed too. Uh, anyways. Do this with his right hand. <laughs> oh yeah that's probably what happened to mine <laughs> that's why it's off <laughs> anyway, the only reason i do it with my left hand is because i broke my fingers and i just like sat there one day and just like held it together i was like oh i can do it now there you go tape them tape them together while they were broken that's awesome <laughs> and then of course we are not to be done tonight folks oh no no mock 3.5 with the quickness tonight that's right you guys are supplying the coal 
in loads tonight. Pause. That's right. Mash came in here with the 10 bomb. The 10 dunk came from the free throw line and put it through. Got us up to a Mach 3.5 on the fun speculation hype train. Keeping us ad free in 2024. Your goal for February. And this is the last day. You guys got to come up with 1,986. Yo, you got some work to do. Let's go, everybody. That's your goal for today. Because today's the last day, and you guys got an extra day this month. You could thank us all later for giving us that extra day towards your goal. Anyways, y'all, thank we, you for that. Choo-choo. Yeah, choo-choo. Yeah, we did that for you. We gave you an extra day. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Thank you very much, Mash. Appreciate the support, uh, and appreciate you all being here. Oh, we're not done, because Jax82 said, oh, I got something to say. So I'm going to come in with a little 499 bomb. That's right. Jax82 says, I first thought Jasper was the twin brother of that YouTuber, the act man. Going to be Miss Jasper. <laughs> oh, three bit hit okay. us with a 20 bomb, bro. Yo, three bit. I did. I don't know how I saw that, but three bit comes in and says, I've got a 20 for you. I got a half court three pointer for y'all. That's right. The 20 bomb from three bit. He says, we'll miss you, brother. Uh, sentiment across the board from the family. So uh, thank you, three bit. Appreciate that, man. You didn't have to do that. You know that. So none of you have to do anything. Never expected. Always appreciated. You guys know that from the bottom of our hearts, even though we go a little extra. Uh, it is all just nothing but love and respect to each and every single one of you. Um, my week, my week's been crazy. I'm back to grazing everybody. Don't know if you guys saw my posts on X. I'm grazing. I, man, this pasture is so freaking green right now with games, man. I can't stop. I just can't stop. So I have all over the place. I got all those games from GameStop that I got for five bucks each, ordered them up. They all shipped. So I've been dabbling in all of those games, I've been dabbling uh, a lot in uh, last, uh, lost e uh, the last Epoch. Uh, last Epoch is absolutely freaking phenomenal. Loving that game, and I'm only doing it solo because the queues have been so crazy on that game. Another game that they got to figure out and get those queues fixed. Um, but the last Epoch, if you are into Diablo, if you liked path of exile and you wish those two would have a baby last epoch is it and it definitely favors path of exile but the more you play this game the more the levels go up the more you start understanding the differences in mechanics from a diablo and what they've done here with the gear uh with your skill trees with your masteries all of that stuff this is a ridiculously special game from a pretty much unknown studio um and they knocked it out of the park and i can't wait to get online and try this um but last epoch has definitely dominated my time um and uh i've of course been playing brotato of course still because again that's how i end my nights now and i actually even got back into because this week one of the fun things we will get to talk about this week was the announcement uh of course of um uh age of mythology retold coming to both pc and xbox i got the rts itch i've had age empires 4 still downloaded never deleted i got back into some age i got back into some age 4 this week as well i am grazing all over the place i also i should mention elix 2 if you guys like double a janky rpgs i told you guys year about a year and a half two years ago about elix 1 one of acg's favorite most underrated games and obviously we know most people think acg's got pretty good taste 
if you like double a jank western rpgs the elix one and two you can't go wrong i'm playing elix two because i picked it up on sale uh at gamestop for five bucks uh i put like 10 hours in last weekend man i put like 10 hours in last weekend to that game it is so freaking good and just fun it is just an awesome experience yes it's got jank Yes, the character models, literally, you will he hear people overuse this, but the character models literally do look like 360 PS3 era character models, but they're in a freaking high definition and 60 frames. So it's okay on my Series X. It's fine. I like that. Uh, this game is so weird because it's a post-apocalyptic kind of world, right? But I watched a Billy Idol concert in the game. They had a cgi billy idol that looked like a 360 billy idol like you had to squint to even imagine it was billy idol but he did an original song for this game and i watched the concert for like five minutes it's crazy uh i love these types of games elix 2 has been great as well uh but yeah i'm back to grazing everybody there's so much to play right now it's ridiculous mab i know you played some enshrouded real quick you did i played some of it before but i saw you playing it the other day a little bit what are you thinking about Enshrouded still? You still liking it? Yeah, I like it until I die, and then I hate it. <laughs> so it's one of those games because the um, like the I think the uh, mechanics for like all of the survival stuff is like really well done. Uh, there's really a lot of cool stuff in there, um, and then the combat is good, right? But it's got the soulsy thing, you know, a little bit to it. So if you, if you die, you know, you got to like retrace no. your, you respond back at the old place. This is a survival gotta... game. Can you change your settings to make that easier? Where like you keep all your loot if you die or whatever? It's, or... I don't know. It's possible. Pro maybe, you know, um, I, I ain't going to the accessibility features. I kind of left it. Yeah. I, I kind of just stuck with what they had. I, I'm not that deep into it. So mm. I can't give like a, really ultra fair kind of critique or whatever no. but my overall impressions of enshrouded is that it plays really well it's a really well-made game mm -hmm. um it's deep there's a lot of stuff there i haven't tried the multiplayer yet so i can't nope. speak to that uh that if you like a little bit more of the challenging aspect of the combat uh and exploration parts to it like a soulsy yes. type game then that is going to be up your alley for sure. Um, and that those are the pluses. Exploration is great. Survival elements are great. And if you're mm -hmm. into more of the challenging combat and aspects of that, then it's great also. I'm not saying it's like ridiculously hard or anything like that. It's not. No. So it's not like, you know, like Demon Souls or something like that. No, right? but it's not but, Skyrim either. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. like in my... In so in my survival games, I like more of just typically a more chilled, relaxed, relaxed experience, right? So for me, the frustrating part comes in is if I do die because I was being innocent or I get one hit by a guy that kind of caught me off guard, right? Um, having to backtrack and mm. respond back to your base because you could be kind of far and having to retrace those steps to get your stuff back and then get through that part again. That's the part I'm not like super in love with, but that's just a personal taste thing, right? Yep. Uh but it does have the like and when I say soulsy elements, it's not just like 
it's it's not like the overly difficult combat. It's like the the mechanic of that whole system, right? It's kind of like souls like a little bit mm-hmm. where you die, you know, it leaves your essence or whatever there. You go back, Correct. pick it up. But what I did notice is that I don't think it disappears after if you die again right away. I think it just leaves like so because I noticed I had like three or four of those stone. It's things not out that punishing. There. Right. Yeah. So. You know, it's a little forgiving. The inventory is a little small off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding like this frustrating part where I'm okay. I got to find some metal scraps. You know, if I die, then I got to go back and retrace my steps. There is not there's not enough around there, but but I can't even make a storage chest right now. And then I don't know what to drop because I have really like I don't want to drop anything that I have. You know what I mean? <laughs> So like I, I'm kind of in this like position where I need to make some things, but I need to get rid of some stuff to be able to collect the stuff I need to make, and it's in that yeah. aspect. I mean, it's 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 good, but it's also like can be a little bit frustrating. Uh, for sure. if you're not like super, if you're not going mm-hmm. into be like I'm gonna get super sucked into this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like more of a casual experience. I think it's it's like harder to get into. But if you were to like say, I'm just gonna dedicate my life to Enshrouded, right? I feel like <laughs> it's gonna reward you. So, yes. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Similar thoughts there. Uh, except I didn't have such a problem because this game does allow you to cheese a lot too. Yeah. Uh, Enshrouded does. Um, so you can find it's a lot like uh, Bethesda games in that respect, where you can find certain ways to get up on buildings and the enemies can't get you, and you can cheese them from like that's the stuff that I love doing. So for me. Uh, I think, Mav, you probably went through that uh, one um, kind of uh, uh, goblin area with, with the, the camp. Yeah. Uh, or the native camp or whatever else. And those guys were a little bit difficult. Like to, starting out without, because you don't have yes. any armor really yet. Yes, and stuff you don't like have that. anything yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I cheesed all those guys, or most of those guys. I did fight some hand-to-hand. I only lost once, and I had to go back, but I did sneak in. And sneaking's done pretty well. I, I can sneak around, too, and, and get around. So... Uh, but pretty cool game. And Dakato, thank you for bringing it up in the chat, too. I did fail to mention uh, Unicorn Overlord. Uh, I have been playing that demo as well. Um, that is a day one. That is simply just a fantastic game, different than what I had initially thought it was going to be. Vanillaware really going outside their comfort zone on this one. Um, but I love it. And it opens up even more than what I was expecting when you kind of get through the intro part. And all of a sudden, they open it up into this kind of open world kind of area where you got side missions and all sorts of stuff that you can do. And you kind of got free roam to kind of go where you want to. Like, the more I play that game, the better it gets. It is an RTS light slash uh, strategy game. For anybody who doesn't know, the combat is auto. So it's real time, but it's auto like an RTS. So your job is to strategize and set up your troops with the best combinations of troops. And you actually have to get experience to open up so that you can have more people in one squad. And those people play off of each other. Um, and so they have different abilities and their abilities activate automatically based upon what happens during the battle. So like somebody will get hit and you'll have somebody who's got a healing spell that when one of your characters does get hit, they'll automatically cast a healing spell on their next turn to heal that person. But you can see all that in the stats. I love this. This is a totally different game than I thought it was, but I'm even more in love with it now. And the the graphics are everything I told you all that have not experienced a Vanillaware game are. They are absolutely beautiful. 
hand-drawn just gorgeous animations i love every bit of this game i wish i could afford the collector's edition uh i will be just getting the regular edition but the collector's edition with the art book and the cards uh all of that kind of stuff i really wish i could have that because this is this is a special game i've been waiting on vanillaware for a while jasper did you ch have a chance to try unicorn overlord or not? i haven't um i'm okay. usually not into like the jrpg yeah. kind of stuff so like i kind of yeah. just avoided it but i'm sure it's great yeah. or whatever you're saying yeah no 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 i just was curious if you tried it mav you did try it though however right no i have not yet you no. haven't tried it yet either i've oh, been waiting damn, i want to i've been waiting to yeah. until it comes out i honestly okay, that's fine. I, I like fair enough when there's demos for games that i know i'm interested in or that yeah. i know that i'm going to buy like i usually just kind of don't care to try yeah. it because sure. i want Steals that, the like, same way. Still give just shit. dive into it right like i know i'm going to get it anyway if there's something I'm like really like on the fence of or I'm curious about, then I'm more likely to try like a demo or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, uh, unless it's like a preview event for like something like a Diablo or something like that, you know what I mean? Then I'm going to be all into that shit because it's like, you know, a whole weekend of just nonstop, like uh, stuff like that. I like doing that stuff, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Mitchie dies a lot. Um, I have not played it yet, but I'm planning on to. Uh, Jasper, Mav, you guys tried Balotaro yet? The new card game that's sweeping everybody up and supposed to be one of the most addicting games of all time. Either one of you? Uh, wait, Balotaro? I've been, this is the first yeah. time I'm hearing of this. Oh, bro, it's dude. been all over the internet. You've definitely been I'm, off. You've I, definitely I, been I, away. Dude, I've been like in a coma for bro. like two weeks, man. Or week was this on the yeah. tidbits, I think? It probably was oh, on if it's yes, a release. It was. Are we yes, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's po it's a it's a roguelite poker right. game in which your whole idea is to break the entire game and to get the best hands you possibly can. Like you can wind up with all jokers. Like it's insane, but people are going nuts for this. Like people have been raving about I think I, Xbox yeah. Era gave it a 10 out of 10, said one of the best games of I, all time. I saw a couple clips of people playing some card card game. And I remember, yeah, yeah, we did have that on Tidbits last week. That's been like Week yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, it's like fifteen bucks. Uh, cheap game. Uh, I'm planning on jumping into it at some point. I don't need it right now. I, I <laughs> As you guys can tell. What platforms is it on? Is it on everything? It's on. It's on everything. Okay. Xbox, uh, PlayStation, and yeah. PC. I don't I, know if it's on Switch or not, but it's on. It's on those three. I like yeah. games like that, man. So it'll probably yeah. be something I get. Sure. Yeah, it looks super dope. But yeah, uh, we have not tried it yet, Mitchie. Uh, so if you have played it, let us know how you feel about it. So. Before we hop in to some topics here, let's get the chat rolling here real quick. Everybody, always, again, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, again, uh, probably Jasper's last show tonight. Jasper, I don't think you're well, showing up tomorrow night, are you? Yeah, are you I gonna, tomorrow. I don't know. You are tomorrow? Yeah, okay, all right, all right. So you're going to be back tomorrow. Okay, yeah. so he'll be on for Xbox Ultimate tomorrow night, but one of Jasper's farewell tours here tonight. Uh, for sure. But thank you all for joining us as always on PM to PM. Nothing but love and respect to each one of you. And if you're lurking and I don't call you out, listen, all the same to you. If you're listening to it in the future, appreciate you exactly the same way. So thank you. Thank you for that. Zena is in the house. Zena says, what's up, everyone? What's up to you, Zena? Thank you for dropping on by. Mitchie dies a lot, as I just said, is here. Thank you, my friend. We got Sean T. What's going on, Sean T? Great to see you. We got the one and only OCD Gamer in the house. What's going on, OCD? We got Omi Tony in the house. Great to see you, brother. We got the Doom Reaper in here. What's going on, Doom? Uh, we got a Mitt Kumar in the house. What's going on? 
John and Mitt, always a pleasure to have you in here, sir. We got the one and only Bold Alpha Wolfpack dropping on in here. He was early on. We got the Charlie Hustle. What's going on, Charlie? Always great to see you, sir. We got the Poisoned Maniac, of course, in here. What's going on, Poisoned? We've got the Ray Oi joining us tonight. Would not be a show without you, Ray. Thank you, sir. We got E Ranks in here. What's going on, E? Uh, who else we got in here? We got the Frizzle in the house. What's going on, Frizzle? Great to see you. And of course, it wouldn't be a show without Why So Serious. Uh, I just watched The Dark Knight the other night. Uh, again, God, it's so damn good. I love it. Uh, Andrew Cullinane is in the house. What's going on, Andrew? We got Ray Chi in the house. What's going on, Ray Chi? Great to see you. Uh, who else? We got It's Timmy, it's Timmy's in here. What's going on? It's Timmy. Uh, we got the cheese works in here. Love cheese, man. I hope Captain Crunch is in here too. Captain Crunch and some cheese, man. What a combination that is. Yeah, let's go. Uh, who else we got in here? We got Whoop Whoop Kid in the house. What's going on, Whoop Whoop Kid? Always awesome to have you a part of the show. Thank you for joining us in the chat tonight. We got the brother from another three bit in here. What's going on? The bit. Great to see you, sir. And yes, you are the reason why everything is happening this week. It's all your fault. All your fault. That's why everything. Jasper's leaving. Oh. I'm in three bit guy in a fight. Yep, yep, exactly. He's making Jasper leave. My God, three bit. Jasper Just won. stop. Just stop. You're you're a demon, sir. Just stop. Uh, we got the brother from another psycho. Nah, it's holding down the front line at GameStop these days. What's going on, psycho? We will talk to you tomorrow night, sir. Great to see you in the chat. We got Georgia Hallbrook in here. What's going on, Georgia? Uh, yes, asked where and why is Jasper leaving? He is again going back to the future. So, but no, he is uh he's got a new he's got a new gig going and he's gonna have to be gone for a while. So he's moving up in the world doing big, big things. So uh there uh, that's why he's leaving can't can't do this anymore he 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 hates us that's fine uh he doesn't want to make the sacrifice alvin what's going on alvin uh he says the last epoch has consumed me i understand alvin uh it is pretty crazy it is pretty addicting it's a freaking awesome game game sharks in the house what's going on game shark great to see you we got the beautiful wonderful miss caitlin even though she tells me to go back to work and she tries to protect her baby husband from me. I still love you, Caitlin. You do a fantastic job on everything. And yes, you are part of the family. And yes, I will ask Jasper what he's going to miss about you most a little bit later. Don't worry. I'll get him. Uh, Def Leopard's in the house. What's going on, Def? We got we got the Tom from Toonami in the house. What's going on, Tom? Great to see you in here. We got... Who else? Dark Zone 2525. What's going on, Dark Zone? Again, we got MASH in here. Great to see you, MASH. Thank you for joining us tonight on this special show. We got the BT Maverick 707 in the house. Great to see you, Maverick. We got Seeky in the house. What's going on, Seeky? Love to see your name, sir. Thank you. Thank you for dropping on in here. Who else? Who else? How far can I go back? We got Serve in the house. What's going on, Serve? Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we got Nate Dog. What's going on, brother? Great to ha always have you in here. Uh, we got the Arthur One in the house. What's going on, Arthur One? Thank you for being a part of the show tonight. Who else? Who else? We got Tamales is in the house. What's going on, Tamales? Another great food, especially homemade tamales. Man, I used to work at this place where we had this girl and her family would make fresh tamales and sell them by the bag full to us. Oh, it was absolutely incredible, man. It was absolutely incredible. I love it. RSJ fan is in here. Always great to see you, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. 
Uh, we got the Magnum in the house. It's going on Magnum. We got Solid White 731 in the house. It's going on Solid. We got the Scott Gamer dude, of course, dropping in here saying hi. What's going on, Scott? Man, there are so many of you tonight. You guys are just chatting it up. We got the one and only Polly Baba's in here. What's going on, Polly? Great to have you part of the show. We got the lad in here. We got the Nighturnal joining us tonight as well. Thank you all for being there. Now, who jumped into the bottom? Uh, King Ken. What's up, Fun Speculation panel and chat? What's up to you, King Ken? I appreciate you dropping in here. We got the Nino Vostick in the house. What's going on, Nino? Aloha, Pong and Map. Hope you gentlemen are well. Aloha to all gamers. Hope everyone is chill. Man, we need more of that on the X. Let me tell you something. But uh, great to see you, Nino Vostek. Thank you for dropping in here. And thank you for the kind words. Bionic Wolf is in the house. What's going on, Bionic Wolf? Uh, let's see. Anybody else? Where is Captain Crunch? Captain Crunch, if you are out there, please jump in there. I love seeing the Captain Crunch drop in here. We got the Biggity 08 in here. What's going on, Biggity? We got the FarQ. Good, good. What's going on, FarQ? Always awesome. And we got invader gaming joining us this evening thank you invader for being here we got the monster 530 we got the shiba army brat in here yo yo to you we got the spartan 661 what is going down we got the general spartan 27 in the house my god you people are crazy we're never gonna do a show we're just gonna read names for the next three hours what's going on uh i think i am all caught up at this point thank you all of you Again, if they didn't read your name, if I don't see you, if you're lurking, listen to the future, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the Fun Speculation Network. Uh, whether it's PM and the PM, whether it's all our shows, it does not matter. Thank you. Uh, nothing but love to all of you. So um, let's get down to business, shall we, gentlemen? What a week. Uh, there is no other way to put it. Uh, as you guys can see from the title uh, of the show, The Big Reset, uh, call it whatever you want to. Uh, I know some people have much harsher words for what's going on right now. Um, again, I'm not going to sit here and just read articles about everything. I think most people in our chat are going to know. Um, so I kind of want to just have a general open discussion to start the show here about some of the stuff that's going on. So this week, uh, and again, if you haven't joined PM and the PM before, normally we will start out with kind of the bad news and then we'll work our way into some more fun stuff towards the end of the show. Um, we'll see how, how that works out tonight, but let's start with the continuation of something that has been going on since last year, for sure. Um, and that is obviously, uh, the very sucky, shitty, awful, whatever descriptor you want to use, uh, layoffs that are happening. Um, and this week it struck some big boys. Like, uh, again, everybody had their moment with Microsoft and Xbox's 1900 layoffs. Obviously that was a big number to swallow. Um, and people were, you know, obviously distraught, uh, by it. Pause, man, pause. And so, um, but everybody knew, and if you've been listening to us again, industry, this was going to happen, right? There's a lot of different things at play over hiring during the pandemic. Um, revenue certainly still being up, but, not good enough for shareholders, uh, profits not being where they need to be, according to shareholders. And again, it's all big business. People don't matter. Again, we as gamers, they don't care about our feelings. They certainly don't care about the devs. Um, outside of the fact of, obviously, they want to say that they're all family and that they love them all and they hate to let them go. 
the standard lines that are used in the corporate world, but we all know that these decisions don't change based upon those feelings, even if they're true. So this week we had Sony, 900 layoffs, firings, whatever you want to call it, uh, closing down the London studio, which had done the majority of their first-party VR work. Uh, five days after Jim Ryan <laughs> had shown up to get his goodbyes and to get his flowers from that team. I mean, Jim knew this was coming. I think you should have probably a little bit more class, Jim, than to show up there and get your flowers and get your love or your retirement. Just, just, you know, say you're sick like Mav and you got to cancel the trip and not show up. That probably be the better thing yeah. to do, Jim. Uh, that was a little bit classless, uh, taking pictures with everybody. Um, acting like everything's all good when you know what the discussions are internally. But anyways, that's side, side tape. 900 plus London studio being closed down, multiple projects canceled, multiple projects canceled. Everybody gets an uproar every time Xbox has cancellations. Everybody has an uproar when Xbox lays off people. We got Sony over here doing the same percentages closing down studios and canceling projects and barely a peep. Now, a little bit later, we're, I'm going to give some flowers to an actual mainstream journalist. And I am going to actually read that article because we, we shred journalists a lot. But actually, one, one crazy place that I never thought I'd see this from wrote an article today about Fire Sprite because Fire Sprite was also affected by this. And actually blame Sony. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But uh, very little peeps about uh, Sony and what's going on over there. Um, and then, of course, to follow that up, the next day, we had EA, uh, Electronic Arts, one of the world's biggest publishers, uh, lay off, uh, what, nearely 600 or over 600? It was over 600. I think it was like 670 or something Yeah, 670, like almost 700. Almost 700, yeah. Uh, almost 700. And they closed down Ridgeline, the new Battlefield studio that had just been created to actually work on the single-player mode for Battlefield. They closed down that entire studio. And they canceled the Respawn Star Wars first-person shooter game. And they came out and said, we're not going to do as much licensed IP stuff anymore. We're going to focus on our IP. Um, we had smaller studios this week also be hit, um, by this stuff, obviously, um, this is a big reset, everybody. So I want to give everybody's kind of general thoughts about this week here. And of course, we'll start with our guest Jasper. Jasper, this has been going on. We talked about this, um, for a while now. I mean, we, we, we started talking about this even before last year that the pandemic and things could come back a little bit. And there was a lot of experts raising red flags saying, Hey, this industry's not going to be in a good spot if those numbers start coming back to normal levels and they were overhired just like a lot of the tech industry did but jasper seeing this stuff continue and again word is it's going to continue through this year potentially into next year what are your initial thoughts about what happened this week with sony and ea closing studios canceling projects what do you think about the health of the industry right now do you think this is a sign of of unhealthiness do you think this is just a sign of kind of a reset where, where, where are you at with this one jack well i think like 
even going back a little farther to like the Microsoft like let goes and stuff, it's like all these companies are having uh, layoffs for different reasons. Like maybe Sony's is more of a financial hit. They need to like try to make up some money there. Same with Embracer. They made a bad deal. So like some of those are a little different layoff for the reasons like Microsoft is because they acquired a large company of $70 billion and they have to get rid of some duplicates or whatever. But so like there's different reasons why all these companies are laying off. So I still think that the industry is in a good place. We just got to scale back a little bit where they overspent and over kind of uh, indulged with the COVID times or whatever. Yep. EA, they had layoffs again this time last year because of that. They're having it this year. I just wish that EA and these other companies would understand that people are asking for certain games. And like a lot of these games that people are asking for are the games that would do really well. Like Sony, they canceled Twisted Metal. People have been yeah. asking for that for years. Like, yes, that's a game that would do really well for you if you make it. People will come. And same for uh, EA. They canceled the Star Wars first-person shooter from Respawn. People would be dying for that. Like, I think they need to kind of take, like, a quality control, like, a consumer, like, kind of feedback and be like, what do you want out of us? And before they just start canning projects and kind of get that um, analytics on, like, oh, people would actually buy this if we make it. And I just wish they would do that, but I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't trust any of the higher-ups at these companies to understand really what gamers want. It seems like they've been caught off guard, Jasper, lately by, oh, wait, 100 million people aren't going to buy a AAA game just because it's AAA, and we spent all this money on marketing, and we pumped, you know spent all this money on graphics, and we put all these devs on it. Oh, we're not going to be able to sell that much? Oh, a game like Pal World's going to come out? and do what it did in a short period of time and look the way it does oh hell divers 2 from a small team is gonna do what it did oh my god oh, look at last epoch now holy shit it's, it's doing better than diablo 4 in some ways right it's, it's crazy when you give people what they want people actually buy it you know oh what's, what wait <laughs> what, what do we got gamers want again oh fun that's right fun fun weird jasper weird huh uh no i think you're right i think you're right jasper there is a mix of reasons obviously the over obviously the main reason is just numbers it, it yeah. it's all about the bottom line it's about dollars it's about dollars and cents um and it just ain't working it just ain't working like it used to um we have more competition now as we've always talked about than ever before for players times uh, specifically, again, that was pointed out multiple times this week by some of these companies stating that, hey, people are playing different games for longer periods of time and they don't go and get the our games like they don't go buy our games. But to your point, Jasper, again, why cancel something like a Twisted Metal when the when, when the fans have been clamoring for it? Why go out and cancel a first person shooter Star Wars supposedly Mandalorian game from Respawn, your best studio, by the way, EA? the one that has proven the most to you and you go and cancel these games and you think that that's doing the right thing for your company. Uh, again, there's different ways. We're not in the boardrooms. We don't get to see the decision makers, but this is why I don't trust people at the top uh, that aren't gamers that are just businessmen. They see numbers. They don't actually know what the gamers want. Um, and again, they should be seeing it with games like Helldivers 2, with games like Pal World, with games like Last of Epoch, games that put fun first and the rest second and it doesn't matter <laughs> so because gamers that's what gamers want and are hungry for mav um overall thoughts this week brother um you know as you were lying in your deathbed um and and you know bar 
barely conscious. I don't know how much of this you took in. You said you weren't around much, and I I, I understand a coma is a hard. It's hard to read X while you're in a coma. Uh, what what did you what do you take of all this, brother? Uh, what's yeah. going on? No, I, I mean I've been following along, keeping up with a lot of it, and a lot of it blends together. Honestly, you get because it's a, it's happening so fast, like one thing after another. You don't really have a lot of time to process something before the next thing happens you know right now so it's been it's been a little interesting kind of seeing that and you know i saw different reactions with the sony thing than i did with abk and what's the interesting thing is like the ab this is the second time sony has had these kind of issues in the past few months right where and then the abk stuff with microsoft we, we there that was already expected as well so you had a lot of articles even written with, during the acquisition of abk to expect this at that time right because of redundancies and all that kind of stuff i'm not saying that's the only reason they did it obviously bill spencer has spoken about that and added a lot of things in there to context about growth in the industry and all that kind of stuff right so but uh as far as sony it seems that they have been talking. We saw the Hiroki Totoki stuff talk about they need to fix their business, right? They don't know how to run business and all that kind of shit. So you saw that. You, EA. I mean, it's, Insomniac was hit. <laughs> yeah. Right? Their best studio that carried them was hit. Right. That's they just finished they're putting out their game, too. So maybe that has something to do with it. They're not as in yeah. depth and development. EA, you know, we saw like that and that. The the frustrating thing for me, right, is like just corporate, corporate stuff. Corporate, and it's easy to sit back and play like armchair CEO, right? Because you know we don't actually have to answer to the board of directors, to the shareholders, nope. and and do all that stuff. You know what I mean? But as as a consumer, and and as somebody who also has to had to manage business before and sees the impact on how having less people can impact the output that you have as well. I, I've never looked at things from the perspective of losing things and losing talent and losing people is going to equate to better success, right? Where mm -hmm. I, I've, I've never, that's never computed with me, right? I like the aggressive mentality of growth and i don't like the scared ass like oh no we're not growing enough oh no the industry has stalled now it's not saying there's a specific issue with any single one of these companies where they're just like not profitable or they're just like hemorrhaging too much money or all that stuff like a lot of the financials have still come out to where it's like positive it's just not oh it's just not good enough there hasn't been enough growth right and for me, that's been a big problem whenever you see corporate America and all that kind of stuff, and, and not just in America, but other par parts of the world as well, but big corporations is like, okay, well, this problem, if things aren't growing enough, and I'm like, okay, so the answer then is to lose talent to continue growth. No, it's going to grow your potential uh, return on it your investment temporarily 
But for me, that's always been like short term vision because you're you're cutting a lot of stuff here that gives you the potential to be really even more successful in the future. It's like at the end of the day, what it comes down to is poor management of the talent mm-hmm. that is there. Mm-hmm. If if these companies would stop for the love of God, like just please take a look at your business model. Stop trusting too much stuff on market research, right? Stop relying on all the focus groups. Start stop letting the the dumbass money guys make too much of the damn decisions behind what you're making. Have a creative leader and put a talented team behind them of people that want to make something good and invest in that. And I more times than not, it's going to work. It's not going to work every fucking time, right? But instead, it's like, let's put all of our eggs into this new model, right? Oh, we're going to, you know, games of service is greater. Live service is greater. This genre is greater. This is great. Let's just start looking at that. Let's just start looking at that. Oh, well, what does the market say? What does this say? You know, how, what, how long is it going to take you to get a return? You, just fucking have a creative leader, creative vision with a team behind it and have as many of those as possible and fucking make some video games. It's not having like 20 projects that get canceled behind the fucking scenes. Like, that, you know how much of a fucking waste that is? You know how many good things that we've seen that have been canned? behind the scenes from a lot of these studios that were like, oh man, that would have been fucking awesome to see one day. Holy shit, but we never will because you're fucking cowards and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Instead, it is better to lay off a thousand people and say, oh, that's going to help us make more fucking video games. Our output isn't fast enough, so we're going to lay off a bunch of people to get our shit together. Yeah, that's a real brilliant move, asshole. That doesn't always work, okay? So how about you figure out what are we doing wrong to create so much fucking expense? Why is this shit so expensive? And then you can look at those projects that you dicked around with for so long and you canceled or that you didn't ever green light after they spent six months giving you different demos of and all this kind of stuff, right? Or you can say like, oh, well, we, you know, we spent a year and a half working on this fucking new Respawn Star Wars game. Oh, but I think we're going to stop. You just wasted a shit ton of money, dumbass. Like you could have made like it, like it doesn't it doesn't compute like these companies just like fucking they look they they look at, well, you know, long term, you know, but they, they don't ever look at their own issues about the fucking way that they do the business and their decisions in the first place, right? I think and some of it's like, I think some of it's just like cultural change over the years. Like, I got the idea, the idea in the past, like early two thousands in the nineties and stuff, when games were like being made. Like, the directors and the people would come in, they would sit down, they'd be like, "Oh, we got to get this done today." They would get it done. Whereas today, I kind of get the sense it's like, "Yeah, I'll just play video games in the office for an hour and then I'll work on it." And then it never gets done. It gets handed off tomorrow, and it's like almost like kind of just a different mentality of of work ethic in the industry now i feel like yeah because crunch just because crunch became a bad word 
again, go back and listen to the veterans. You get, you know, again, go, go and watch the Xbox documentary when they talk about how, how they got Halo done. They were literally sleeping in their offices. And I hear everybody who says, that's not healthy. We can't do that to human beings. I, I, I hear you and I get that. Okay. But the fact is those people, most of them were so passionate about their projects that they they used to voluntarily do that. And then when crunch became a bad word and when it became a very negative thing, even the people who want to work crunch and want to work overtime, the people who said, I want to get my shit done, weren't allowed to anymore because, oh, that would put pressure on the people who don't do that. So in some ways, Jasper, yes, there has been a softening of the culture. There's been a softening of the work. Now, again, I'm not here to argue with anybody who wants to say, well, that's better for human beings or whatever the case may be. That may be the case. I'm not here to argue it. But what I'm going to say is, is that this is what's happened in a lot of areas. I think Jasper's spot on with one of the things that has changed because that, that does. your deadline, that it extends does. your operating it, costs, it extends everything. 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 Everything gets changed when you do that. That's why we went from games and everybody can say, oh, but games are so much bigger now. Yeah, but the teams are three times the size of what they used to be. The teams are gigantic now and they still can't make a game under four, five, six years. Some of these teams, seven, eight, nine years. Like again, there has been a change there. And again, I'm not here to argue, but that is one of the things that you do have to account in this. Because like Jasper said, the longer these projects go on, the longer you keep these big groups of people around, the more expense there is. And again, I wish it was different. I, I wish that the businesses had these games come out for our purely our entertainment. The devs make them purely for our entertainment and for their own passion. But the upper management, it's business it's big money it's not like that they don't think that way and these are the people that finally make the decisions that's why again whatever you think about phil sarah at least i know at xbox there's actual gamers there and there are people that do honestly have second thoughts outside of just the business side about what it actually means to be a gamer what this is going to do for the games you know the gamers themselves when they get in their hands because they're going to themselves play these games so I at least appreciate that. But for a lot of these companies, EA, get the fuck out of here. They're a bunch of suits, man. They're a bunch of suits who have no idea, haven't had an idea in a long time, killed off major franchises over there, killed off teams over there. Bioware was one of the best RPG makers, if not the best RPG maker. And they absolutely hollowed out that entire dev team until there is not a single one of the old school Bioware devs left anywhere again that's why i don't have any faith in it but i think that is something and map to your points right brother i do agree with you that obviously losing talent isn't always the way to go yeah. like i've been in the position again i've been on both sides of the desk when it comes to these situations and i also do understand the business side that sometimes you do need to trim the fat sometimes yeah. there is you you have overhired um and you just don't have you know, the capability to make, to legit or to justify those hires anymore. And sometimes you do have to, you have underperforming people who aren't holding up their side of the bargain. And those people need to be let go, but you're right, Matt, the amount of people being let go now is definitely a loss of talent. And at the end of the day, that isn't going to make your games any better. Yeah. 
it it's for but, me it's like there's just there's so much fucking waste in video game sure, creation right 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 like right. there's so much wasted time and man hours on shit that never sees the light of day right right and, and it's like you look at that kind of stuff or like how many times a game has changed in the like for skull and bones right like <laughs> you, you, that's finally come out right and it's how many times have we heard about this game being in a different version of itself to where it's finally here and it's not i'm not trying to knock on the game because i haven't played enough of it yet but it's not like what originally people were all asking for right and if they just like stuck to the original vision and just like instead of chasing models and chasing ideas about monetization mm -hmm. schemes or different things based on market research focus groups and all these other kind of things and you just made the fucking game the game they could have made something like four years ago and come out and they that same team could have made a second game by now like they could be on a sequel potentially if it was successful and you look at the companies that have been more successful lately like capcom and, and bandai mm -hmm. namco when they had been struggling before these are the things that they have gotten r more right where uh, and i'm not saying this stuff doesn't still happen there but like it doesn't seem like it happens as much at the, some of those publishers as it does at like the eas and like the uh like playstation now potentially even like with some of the stuff there, that there is on. There is in the East Mav more laws in place against firing people. Right. There, there, there were articles written about this week to uh, talk about the differences. Uh, over in Japan specifically, they have very strict laws about hiring and firing people. So companies aren't allowed to just lay off like this. Right. So those companies are forced, so, to your point, to be, be more efficient. More, to be more responsible with right. their time. To be more responsible. Like, Correct. Correct. And it's like everybody's always shooting for like the home run. You know what I mean? They always want to fucking hit like the jackpot. It seems like in everything that they that they do, but like maybe the jackpot is just being really fucking good at making great games and making a lot of them, right? Right. And then at the end of the day, one of those has a better chance at being successful. If you put all your eggs in a basket and spend like ten years making something and it doesn't work out, oh shit, you that's bad, right? But like it. If you take, okay, well, this is an experiment, right? Or we're, we're trying to, this is a different idea. Let's put a smaller team, passion project on it. You can go, go with that. See what it turns into. Oh, it could explode. It could be, it could be something big. And then put all your, put all your emphasis and, you know, energy into the, the ones that you know people are asking for. Like Jasper said, the ones that people, you know, are going to sell, Right. Like the, the easy, like, duh, we all are asking for that. It's going to fucking sell, right? You put most of your muscle and your attention and time into that stuff. And you, and you let the other stuff, the experimental thing, like even live service games or whatever, and it, license IP or anything, you could try to do so many different things. But like you put all your fucking eggs and like money and investment and time trying to chase the golden goose, right? Trying to be the next Fortnite or trying to do the next big, Thing and then it doesn't work out this is what happens you know but see also the problem with that is like even if like they do put out a twisted metal like people are going to want that but if the business people come in at the end of the day and be like yeah but you got to have a battle pass there's no free cars you got to pay 30 dollars for cars like the business people can also ruin that game so mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a fine line mm -hmm. between just letting the devs make their thing and then like not having the business people come in and be like hey we need a million dollars in return on this like day one it's like yeah. No. No. And I mean, 
even adding on to that, Jasper, too, then you've got the money men pushing these games out the door after an extended dev time that are broken. Well, what happens? You spend another yep. year, year and a half fixing them, which is more wasted time, which is more resources added onto the budget, which again gets these companies in trouble. That's another crutch that has popped up, Jasper, to your earlier point about kind of how the philosophy of the industry has changed. Not that we never got broken games or janky games or problem games before, but the, at the end of the day, they never were expected to fix them the way they are now, especially when budgets are over $100 million, $200 million. But those games now, they're, they're getting right up to the deadline or going a little bit past the deadline and still don't have a complete game. Still don't have it optimized. Still don't have it ready to launch. And the money men are like, you got to launch. <laughs> Get it out the fucking door. We're done. And they do. And that's why we have what we have today with, oh, we'll just patch it later. Oh, we'll just, don't worry. We'll fix it later. We'll work on the game. Oh, thanks for all your feedback, gamers. We'll go ahead and make those changes now. You didn't have that luxury as much back in the day. It was expected to be the game it was going to be because you were moving on to your next project right afterwards or shortly thereafter after a couple patches. That's why we still have games from the 360 that run like shit, right? That's maybe still considered good games, but they run like shit because they just didn't do that. They just moved on to the next project. But that's all shifted now. That philosophy has all changed now. And I think that that all feeds into what we see happening. And I think... There's some other signs, and I want to bring this up, guys, because this also happened this week along with this news, uh, for, especially on the Sony campsite. Um, we had Neil Drunkman and Corey Barlog both come out. Now, these are, again, <laughs> Drunkman used to be one of my favorite producers, d directors, uh, but again, what he did with The Last of Us 2, I'll never forgive him for, but I, I still have to give him praise for Last of Us and for Uncharted series. It was fantastic. Anyways. Uh, both of them came out this week and expressed that they might not have too many games left in them. It's time to move on. I think that is a part of internally what Hiroki Totoki is bringing to the table right now, telling these teams, you guys got to buckle down. You guys have to go back a little bit old school and start figuring shit out. You're going to have to do it with less devs. We're going to get the business money side of you guys as a studio cleaned up for you since you obviously don't know what the fuck you're doing over there. And now you got two big time directors who the biggest directors over there for Sony two of the biggest creatives saying, don't know how many games I got left in me, man. Maybe it's time to go try something else. Did you guys see this, Jasper? Do you see this? What do you think? You think we're going to see that rip? Corey Barlogs, I saw Neil Drunkman come out and say that, but yeah, I kind of got Corey, the idea. Corey responded to him. He quoted, he oh, quote tweeted him and said, "Me too, brother. Me too." I just kind of got the idea from uh, Neil Drunkman over the last few years that maybe he's more kind of into like the actual Hollywood film kind of thing. Oh, yeah, so I sure. could kind of see him going that route with it, yeah. and maybe it's a little more lax or he likes that kind of that that group better. I don't know, um, but that's kind of where I see him going. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he's going to branch out. But Mav, what do you? Do you think we could see the ripple ripple effect here where, you know, if these philosophies, if this is a big reset for the industry, which is, again, what we're calling it here, and they're shifting again to something new because the current models aren't working, they are probably talking internally as we hypothesized a long time ago, uh, AAA was going to have a coming to Jesus moment because the dev teams are bloated, the budgets were way over the top. 
And internally, they're already having these conversations. Obviously, it looks like it. Do you think that we could see some really big creatives actually just check themselves out instead? I think we'll see maybe some of that. I mean, a lot of these guys have been doing this for so damn long, right? I mean, we're, we talk about a lot of the same names that we've been talking about with gaming sometimes for like 20 years, you know, like you got your Tim Schafer's, your Hideo Kojima's, you know, your Todd Howard's and, and a lot of these guys, right? And, they, and they're still all, you know, amazing and stuff, right? Uh, but eventually, you know, with businesses and stuff, think, sometimes thing, things change. I, I think sometimes uh, people think that those kind of, that kind of talent and those names are just names, right? But uh, mm -hmm. for me, whenever somebody that's been like that, you know, at these studios, they've, they've made the name for themselves, right? They've, they've established something of a reputation. And when they leave, like, and we talked about Bioware earlier, right? Like when, when the doctors left, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was immediately. It was never the same. Right. Right. Um, and when things like that happen and the studios change, you can look at what, Infinity Ward went through for a while after Vincent Pella left and Jason West left and all that stuff. It took them a while to recover. Now, I would say they've done a pretty good job, but they still don't mm -hmm. have that, like, Edge. that umph that they did before, yes. the, back then. And then, you know, what Vincent Pella then it goes and makes Respawn. And they obviously are successful, probably mostly because of what, you know, because of him, right? So, mm -hmm. um, I think those names mean something and it's not just because of the names because of the people behind them that have actually established themselves so much so i do hope that some of these people stick with all this but i think the money people chase them out more than anything else i think those are the people mm -hmm. like when i talked before about the examples get it somebody that has a fucking creative vision right mm -hmm. get a passionate team behind them Make some damn games, right? But instead, they like they dick around with all these ideas about you know, and even at some of these studios, like we saw the Insomniac leaks, right? Of like they had like yeah. twenty different ideas for games or some shit like that, and like they're how, how much time and all that stuff to, does that take? And maybe that's the right way to do it. I I don't know, you know. But like, fuck, I if I was running Insomniac, I would say like this is the game I want to fucking make, and this is what we're gonna make. You know, and mm -hmm. then like this is what we're going to make after this game. That's what we're going to make after this game. And less so about like, let's just waste a bunch of money and time. And because the the development budgets and all this kind of stuff, like, it's just so damn bloated, man. Like you saw, yeah. we, we saw like how much it costs for like Spider-Man 2 over Spider-Man 1. It's like, well, how, why does it cost so much more? It's like, really, it's, it looks it's not too different, man. Like, why? Why all of a sudden does it like cost almost double? Like, where does that go? Like, how? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a lot of extra talent there at the studio, but if there that's there, then you should be able to manage that properly. I, I just don't understand how the budgets have gotten so crazy with, and I think it comes down to there's too much waste, and, and if we do lose that talent. I think it a lot of it comes down to the, 
like irresponsibility from all everybody involved. Yeah. With the money involved. I think, you know, also with that, like a lot of people's fears that, like, when they do of losing these people that we do know of, like, these, like, um, Neil Drunkman stuff, like, losing these big names, like, there's no, like, direct replacement right after because it takes, like, 10, mm-hmm. 20 years to yeah. develop a new name. So, like, if we lose all these big names, it's like, who's going to be that guy? And we don't necessarily get that instant gratification because it takes so long to build a new name. So, I think that's where a lot of people kind of have that fear is like, well, if we lose this guy, like they're just going to be making shit forever. It's like not necessarily. It's just yeah, we just and, don't know who the next big guy's going to be. And to, you can't replace necessarily the experience, right? That that experience takes forever. Not everybody can. Again, we should all. This is common sense. I'm not. I'm not speaking some wisdom here, but this is why the game industry is such a huge risk in every way, shape, or pot. You you don't just walk in. Not anybody just walk in and fill those shoes. Not anybody can just walk in and know what it takes to create a popular IP brand new from the, from the ground up. Yeah. Not everybody even knows how to take an old successful IP as we've seen over at EA and keep it going as we saw with Mass Effect Andromeda. That's not something you just, you don't replace the top creatives and say, oh, the next person's up, man, man up. No, in a lot of ways, it's like sports quarterback position normally the backup isn't going to show up and just be the replacement for the hall of fame starting quarterback that you just had lost to injury or retirement that's not how it works you can't replace it it doesn't work that way it's a crapshoot maybe you do get lucky and you find somebody that can fill those shoes but chances are it's not going to happen and you can't you can't take away from what these 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 bigger name directors of these video games have done throughout their careers and just say, oh, well, it's just, he's just another number anyways. He's a big number. He's a big salary number. We got to get rid of him or we got to push him out the door because it just doesn't fit our budgets anymore. And uh, somebody else will be able to do the same thing. Hell no. That's not that's, that's not how it works. Even those big names fail at times. So th- this this industry is such high risk that having those people is a safety net. Having those types of people that have that experience, like a Todd Howard, who knows what it takes to build a game from the ground up with a team that has worked with them for a very long time, that's just irreplaceable, man. But we're going to find out because that's what they're doing. Um, in a lot I mean, of ways, like, I think the only like new replacement that's like kind of making the name mm-hmm. for himself is, uh, yeah. jo- Johannes or whatever. From, yeah. Uh, yeah, John. Tango. yeah like that's the yeah. only one that's yeah. like in the last few years, it's yeah. kind of like started yeah. making a name for himself, but he's also was under that mentorship of, uh, Mikami name forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and then that mentorship is another aspect, Jasper, that you lose when they when they when these people decide to walk away. And again, I'm not saying Druckmann's out like tomorrow or yeah. anything, or Corey Bollock's going to walk away. They both have projects. And Druckmann said that you know he wasn't talking about one last game. He said, "Just don't know how many are left. Like there's only a few left in me. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be around for a while well, longer." So but damn I think long to make down anyway. So <laughs> right, like, right, and that's what that's, that's my oh, question. I got right. twenty years left. Oh, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> Right. Um, Jasper, another part of this, and I'm, I'm in speculation town right now. Right. So, but I I want you to join me here and Mav with this, but another thing that I think is causing this kind of reset and with them letting go people, I think everybody's getting hyped about the AI train. And I think that the, when I'm talking the money men, right, I'm not talking about everybody, but I'm talking the money men. They're already kind of planning out 
because again, we've seen the growth of AI in just one year. Go go look at what they've done with AI and creation of of full motion video. Yeah, the last couple of weeks, that yeah. new program has come out where people make 30 yes. second videos, but just type yes. in stuff. Right, just type, fully typing in. So they've seen that. So now they're looking at the next five years, right? Where are we going to be at with AI? Some of the money men have to be, and again, right or wrong, indifferent. I'm not here to argue it. But they have to be looking their chops and understanding that they're going to be able to replace a lot of human seats with some AI, which is going to help the efficiency of these teams in the long run, which can help with the production quality of these games in the long run. And I think they're already kind of making some, you know, chopping some heads right now in anticipation of what AI is going to bring to the dev studios. Because I'm sure, I mean, if you're if you're anybody. If you're any large publisher right now with the resources, you got to be looking at AI. I mean, Ubisoft has already made those moves. Like it was last year or the year before where they had that Ghost Rider program or whatever. So there's going to like start writing all their stuff for them or whatever. Like, I mean, Ubisoft's already implemented those plans. Um, I'm sure Microsoft has that. They've been investing in AI stuff. So it's just we haven't necessarily seen that roadmap or they haven't said it yet. But I'm sure Sony's behind that too. EA and all these other companies are just... And do you think it's do you think it's likely like again with the jumps that we're seeing and again anything could happen it's tech it's brand new it's it's in its infancy stage still but with the way it's going Jasper in five years do you, do you see like AI being like just a normal everyday occurrence within the dev studios like it's just going to be a part of the process hundred percent like yeah I think probably it already is in some companies mm-hmm. right now um, especially maybe like larger companies like Microsoft I'm sure that AI is already in there I just. I think with EA and those kind of studios, like maybe they're just going to try to wait it out until that technology actually gets there. Like that's why they're firing people now. Just like, well, we don't need these people now. We'll just wait it out until AI gets to that point where we can eventually replace them. It's like just just delay it for a couple of years, our budget. And then, yeah, why not? Delay everything else. Yeah. Uh, Bav, what do you think about AI kind of driving this a little bit too? Not the entirety by any stretch, but just a little bit. I think uh, maybe a little bit. Um, overall, I think it's more or less just overreaction and using everything going on as an excuse to like mm-hmm. trim a lot of weight down and like, oh, well, you know, they're doing it. We like, oh, the start, you start thinking about it, you know, like, oh, but it's not know. like AI is the determining factor. It's no. going to stack on a bunch of other factors. Right. Too. I mean, I'm just talking about like overall, I think what's been driving it most is just that the market people and the numbers guys are all saying the same thing. So you have all these companies looking to do the same damn thing right now. And it's like, Oh, how do we, how do we take care of this problem at our place? Right. There's like really not necessarily like that's really not necessarily a problem because I think there's still any one of these companies can grow within the space. That's still there. Right. Like, and because it's always a battle for market share and time, right? So when they like use the whole, well, the industry hasn't grown too much. Well, even if they're still fighting over the same piece of fucking pie, right? That's not expanding. You can still be competitive and gain within that, right? Mm-hmm. So there, mm-hmm. there's always room for growth. And when they look at these trends and stuff and the money, you know, well, not enough growth in the industry and all those things. I think it's just the money guys looking at this shit as an excuse to get some easy profit back and easy money oh, in yeah. their pockets, easy 
stuff for the shareholders and all this kind of stuff. Uh, write-offs, all, all this other kind of shit that they, that, they, that they like to do when instead of the wild, wild west before when it was just a hiring spree because there was so much money flooding in, right? So now it's like, oh, this is the easy way to hand, handle this. We're just going to use this as an excuse. Instead of actually trying to look at things and be like, what's our actual reasons why we're not as profitable as we yeah, want to be? I think that's you know? the, the point with AI is like, if they are having a money situation or money issue, like the bit, the business may come and be like, well, we already use AI for this. We don't need this yeah. person for this job. For example, like if you're creating concept art, there's two ways you can do it. You can use the entire AI and make concept art, or you can use the AI to make concept art and then have your dev kind of touch it up or rework it or whatever. So if companies are hurting that bad, they're just going to fire the artist and use the AI. In yeah. period, no, it's going to save them. I think that over time, that that's going to definitely have an impact too there, right? But like, I I don't know about just these layoffs with what's been going on. If that's the, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But like overall, yeah, definitely a hundred percent. It's going to have an impact. You know what I mean? And right. that's just going to be the natural progression of things with technology and stuff. You know, uh, but I don't think it's like necessarily a big motivating factor in any of this kind of stuff. I, I mean, especially if you look at their fact, actually uh, closing studios down, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I mean, closing studios down, they're canceling entire projects and stuff like that. And it's just like, they don't think they're going to be a slam dunk for them, or they don't think they're going to be like a good enough return or, and stuff like that. And, and it's like, and he's wasted so much time and money on a lot of these projects that a lot of us were excited about. And some of the ones that were, were slam dunks, you know, I, it's just people making bad decisions for me about the direction that their company should go in. And it, again, like I said, it's easy to sit back and play armchair CEO, right? But you, you fucking cancel the the re, like the respawn first person shooter Star Wars yeah. game, right? Like, and and your thing. Well, the reason eh, we want to focus on more of our own licensed games. So also, like, it's like with Sony, like bad investments. Period. Like you invested so much money into PSVR two, and you sold five hundred thousand yeah. units. Yeah. Like it's bad, bad decisions from yeah. the start, man. We were talking about this stuff before the PSVR two when it got announced. You know what I mean? Like, have some fucking common sense. Like <laughs> it, it, just common sense, rational thinking. And the, it seems like the people at the top sometimes are just looking at trends and and market research and data. Instead of just using their own t- fucking two eyes and ears and minds about, hey, this is pretty fucking cool. I'm sure that'll sell well. You know what I mean? Like, it's it doesn't take a rocket scientist sometimes to figure out what's going to be popular and what's not. You know, what's going to sell well and what's not. And I know one thing, and that dicking around for years and years doing a bunch of random shit and not putting out a product is probably not the good way to do business, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. just called wastefulness. And if you're looking at reasons why, how you can be better, how about all the people that were doing shit that you threw away, you actually had them doing something that created something to sell to people and make money. That seems like a fucking genius move, doesn't it? Idiots, I, I don't understand how these businesses look at all of that kind of stuff and just like never correct that. This has been going on in gaming for way too fucking long. Like something like we've given Ubisoft, especially a lot of shit for, for a long oh, time. Yeah. Right. And, and some other companies, but 
you look at this and they're like we we were like okay they're everybody's going the right direction they're building up these teams you know they're getting these new studios everybody's making projects and stuff like oh no course correction we're gonna hit the reset button nobody wants these awesome things oh we're just gonna fucking throw it all away i did so throw it away you know that's gonna be the way for us to grow yeah that's that's still gonna be the way for us to, to it don't Give up, you fucking pansies! You're 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 giving up on the potential of what you have have, and it's like it's a detriment. Obviously, and it's horrible for the people that work there because they like they lose their jobs. That's the worst shit, right? And then as as consumers, it's like, well, okay, that would have been really cool, but you know, thanks guys. And now you got to like start from square one on something else that we may never, may never fucking see the light of day on. Yeah, that well, okay, that's a great way. Like again, it just doesn't fucking make any sense, man. It's just they're just wasting fucking people's time. Mm-hmm. Like the people that got jobs there, right? That started these projects. Worked on a project for two years work, work, before work, to get canceled work, and the studio work, shut down. Exactly. So. The people that worked there, they fucking wasted their time, right? Like they wasted their own time in meetings talking about all this stuff for years. Right, talking about it. they wasted all the market research, wasted all the data, focus groups, you know, uh, demos, pitches, all this stuff. It's just fucking in the trash. Buildings, but for studios to actually occupy, computers, desk, all fucking waste. It's all just fucking thrown out. Maybe read read put somewhere else, you know, so whatever they do with all that shit, I, but it costs money. It's stupid. And they look at things and this has been going on for so long. They look at things like, well, you know, this is not enough growth in the industry. That's a problem. Like, yep. Yeah, fuck. You know what? The, you're, you're dumbasses, people run a fucking business and make some smart decisions and stop blaming everything else or the economy or or whatever on your own fucking failures like just sit there and manage your shit make some games and we will buy them if they're good some companies have figured this out some run around in circles and it's just like a repeated pattern bro i don't know no no i i mean you're right Again, this is why we don't run billion trillion dollar companies, yes, right? This is very easy to sit back and say this shit. We don't know what the meetings actually entail. We don't know what the canceled games look like. No, we've heard we some stuff know. behind the scenes from yeah. people. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, of course. There's certain stuff that we we, we certainly know about. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're you're right as far as it doesn't, from the outside looking in, and being armchair CEOs and just looking at this stuff, there are so many different times throughout the history of video games where we could sit back as gamers and go, how the fuck could you not know that would be successful? Yeah. How could you not know that that would give you your best chance? We talked about this at length time and time again, Mav, with Ubisoft specifically and Division. And Division 2 and what they did specifically to that game. And they sat here and had entire conversations, Mav, describing a game that they wanted to create that was the fucking Division 2 already made for them. But because they ignored the shit out of it, destroyed their community with their dumbass decisions, they couldn't even see a game they already had was there for the taking. 
They had to go do all this other. And it, again, those are the types of situations where it just makes zero sense where we can sit back and go, no, yeah. like we don't have to run billion trillion dollar companies to know that this is common sense, that this like, is an obvious answer. Like the three, four, three thing with them the yes. having like 20 yeah. projects that they've been pitching over the years yeah. and not one of them got greenlit. It's like, what are you fucking doing? You, what are you doing? What are you doing? And again, it's it's hard. I want to. I think this is a perfect time too, Mav. Based upon what you just said, what we were just talking about, to bring in the Eurogamer article today, and this is where I'm going to give Eurogamer out of all fucking places. Eurogamer. I still say burn, baby, burn. But at least you guys did something today, okay? At least you did something, and it's very rare that I get to say this about Eurogamer. But they put out an article today, and shout out to Ed Nightingale, deputy news editor, who actually put this together. They actually wrote an article about Sony Studios, Fire Sprite Studio. Obviously, that they were acquired, what, about a year and a half ago or so. Um, and his headline was, Sony Studio Fire Sprite has been shedding talent amidst accusations of toxic culture, staff says. Quote, death by a thousand cuts. And why I'm praising this article is because they don't hold back on the quotes from the employees. They don't skip over the quotes that point the fingers directly at Sony's decisions. And it goes to Mav's point and Jasper's point and my point about the money men now always being in touch. So let me read this real quick here. Sony acquired so Studio Fire Sprite has recently suffered high-profile exits amid accusations of toxic workplace culture. Eurogamer has been told as part of an investigation into the studio uh, begun ahead of the layoffs announced by Sony this week. Holy shit, everybody. Journalists actually doing fucking their job. Investigative journalism. So what is this world coming to right now? We're not writing an editorial. We're actually writing factual pieces based upon our investigation. Thank you. Uh, the Liverpool-based developer released PlayStation VR 2 launch title Horizon Call of the Mountain last year after being acquired by Sony in 2021. Okay, so it's been almost three years. Uh, but the impact of crunch for that game's release and changes in the company's senior leadership have subs subsequently led to discontent within the studio. Staff have told Eurogamer, something one source described as death by a thousand cuts. Most concerning are reports from the sources that two senior leaders from Sony support studio XDev brought in to help lead Fire Sprite have since been accused of sexual discrimination and ageism. A subsequent internal investigation by Sony, shocking, we're going we're gonna to investigate ourselves, is said to have resulted in the claims being dismissed as a misunderstanding. Schreier, where are you? Schreier, get your book ready. I want to see this book on the shelves in a couple years. Uh, job cuts at Fire Sprite were announced earlier this week as part of mass layoffs across Sony Interactive Entertainment. Around 900 SIE employees, equating to about 8%, will lose their jobs, though it's unclear how many at Fire Sprite are impacted. Bloomer reported that the studio's live service Twisted Metal project was canceled as a result of the job losses. Stupid. Cowards. Eurogamer understands that the studio was also separately working on another high-profile game in a Sony franchise. Ahead of these layoffs, sources say an alarming number of employees had left the studio in recent months following a retention bonus payout in October designed to reward staff for remaining on at the developer after the Sony acquisition for a further period of time. Public employee reviews of Fire Sprite on company review site Glassdoor describe horrendous, uh, quote, horrendous studio heads who are way out of their depth and just care about their money leading to a toxic bullying culture and a culture of fear. 
One recent review takes a more sympathetic view, though, stating Fire Sprite's old way was die uh, disorganized and Sony has remolded the studio, which has ruffled many feathers. Eurogamer, that was Jim Ryan's uh, review, by the way. Uh, Eurogamer has spoken to a number of sources close to the company to understand the causes of discontent, all of whom wish to remain anonymous for the sake of their careers. Others told us they did not wish to take part in this investigation for fear of reprisal. Sony doesn't do that. Come on. People told us that's not how Sony is. Come on. Uh, while, yeah, while, so, while some staff say they believe change was needed at the studio after PlayStation's takeover, others suggested Sony's corporate view had altered the company culture. The overall picture they painted was of a very different fire sprite to the studio that existed before the buyout. Sony has long held a close relationship with Fire Sprite, which was born from the ashes of PlayStation's sadly shuttered studio, Liverpool. The studio developed PlayStation 4 exclusive, The Playroom, and its later expansion was also a little, uh, was behind Little Big Planet spinoff, Run Sackboy Run. After work on several other PlayStation VR product, projects, Fire Sprite's buyout by Sony did not spark surprise. The takeover, unknown to most staff until its public announcement, was met with cautious positivity, one source told Eurogamer. Many of our employees were PlayStation fans and were excited by the news, hoping for better job security support and other perks while being mindful of the risk of new corporate process not all would agree with. I, quote, I think the majority of the folks saw it as either an opportunity or I'll stick it out, a source said. However, multiple events led to major changes in leadership at Fire Sprite. This included the sad passing of an irate irreplaceable hr leader leaving the studio small hr team uh, reportedly unable to deal with managing the studio's 300 staff while also incorporating sony's hr policies in the midst of the acquisition all but one of those original fires all but one of the original fire sprite founders have now left the company over the past year the last of what made fire sprite a good place to work went with them one source told your gamer Sources we spoke to remain unclear why the founders left, and there's a talk of a domino effect. Internally, there has been speculation the founders were forced out by Sony rather than taking a voluntary exit, sources have said. The sudden departure of a former uh, studio head, uh, Graham Anchors in May, for example, was described by one source as simply unbelievable. As based on recent all-company meetings, he appeared to be planning for the studio's long-term future. New leadership was subsequently brought in from Sony support studio XDev, something one source, uh, one source described as classic nepotism. Staff we spoke to described the new bosses as either out of their depth or holding different values to Fire Sprite's original founders. One said, it seems leadership doesn't need to be earned and trust is gone. Another source described them as, as, as an inadequate, toxic mess. Tyrants and bullies who treat people like it's a factory. Eurogamer understands the internal investigation took place around 13 grievance complaints were submitted against two ex-dev leaders with regards to sexual discrimination and ageism. While sources say Sony dismissed those complaints as a misunderstanding, Eurogamer understands some of those involved explored legal options to take the matter further and have since received a financial payout from Sony. One former employee had more positive takes stating, I've never witnessed anything other than professional professionalism from the leads and directors. Another said Sony had played political games and installed their mates in charge, but admitted the studio needed a change to avoid canceling projects. Still happened, didn't it? In fact, they canceled your whole fucking studio. Uh, had changes been made, or no, they, hadn't they haven't canceled Fire Sprite yet. 
Uh, had changes been made sooner, they said they may have been re- they may have reconsidered leaving. As it was, source agreed the impact of the acquisition was twofold and short-term pressure mounted in the lead-up to the release of Horizon Call of the Mountain. In the long-term, long-term, sources say the company culture has been shattered. The studio also was said to be working on a number of projects ahead of the acquisition, which were then consolidated, putting pressure on the project leaders. Staff were moved to new projects they had no interest in. Some sources said, while support for middle management unraveled as Sony leadership focused on more pressing issues. Sorry, Jasper, I know this is boring. A push of two higher uh, specific talent prompted roles to be invented to hire specific people. Sources said only for this effort to be uh, scuppered. Never heard that word. Scuppered by a hiring freeze from Sony. Sony has committed the worst possible mistake in buying a studio and meddling to the point where it may end up in a death spiral and unable to complete any of the projects it is working on, said one source. Yo. Uh, on Horizon, specifically, source say was pressure from Horizon Zero Dawn creator Gorilla, which was unsurprisingly protective of its franchise and characters being used by another studio. Oh boy, egos are tough. Uh, the heat was on Fire Sprite to make Call of the Mountain high-quality PSVR 2 system seller and meet its fixed date as a launch title once it moved from development on PS4 to PS5. The project's team doubled in three months, but it, this changed its dynamic, and sources say it was difficult to integrate newcomers. There was a quote, there was a lot of pressure on the team, not only to deliver a game, but switch platforms and systems, onboard new people. The scope wasn't going to change. The quality wasn't going to change. And the end date wasn't going to change, said one source. As a result, Horizon suffered crunch to hit its release date. The one source described staff naturally crunching despite being told not to. Meanwhile, other projects failed to progress as a result, leaving staff frustrated. Fire Sprite employees say the company was previously known for its culture of positivity, but sources allege this has not been upheld by this to the same degree by Sony and its newly installed company leadership has not demonstrated the same values. Former staff say big creative decisions were dumped on teams in an unsympathetic manner with a just-do-your-job attitude. All right. I think that's enough of this one. It gives you the overall idea of what's going on. And again, this general narrative uh, or sweeping under the rug by journalists over the years with Sony in particular, uh, PlayStation, um, and how their studios are run with very few blips on the radar as far as what actually happens and we all know that if it's anybody else, they're getting ridden up by multiple people, huge articles about, oh, God, what's going on? Mismanagement. Uh, Xbox can't handle their studios. Holy cow, what are they doing over there? Like, this article actually presents a picture where Sony is meddling in their studios. Sony is screwing up cultures in their studios. This is a perfect, this isn't the past. This isn't long ago. This is Fire Sprite, who they purchased in 2021 during the pandemic when they were growing their studios. Jasper, when you hear this stuff, is this a part of exactly what we were just talking about, what's happening? The money men are getting involved. They are bringing in people who are going to screw up certain things within the game development system, let's call it. What do you think about this article, Jasper? And obviously, could this could this kind of hint at a bigger problem within some of the studios and some of the stuff that we've seen go- going on over the past few years? And now with a lot of talk about the business side of these studios and that kind of stuff, what do you think about this? 
So, yeah, there's a few things here. Um, first of all, it's like through the studio's history, whatever, they've made kind of a lot of smaller projects and especially the VR projects for Sony. And if Sony is going to kind of take a step back from that, it would make sense to maybe this would be a studio where you cut from. That being said, it does seem like Sony kind of put their grunts in the studio, I guess, to say it was like, hey, you're doing this. Um, we're switching everyone over. We're full army. Send them in right now. Like, this is what you're doing. This is what you're making. And it, it seemed like this studio kind of was more of a smaller kind of community within the studio. It was just like, uh, yeah, we just we like each other. We're friends, whatever. This is the kind of stuff we want to make. But Sony's like, no, you're, you're making VR games for us now. And if you say any other thing else, you're out of here. So it's like, just get the fuck out. And that's kind of what happened, it seems like. And if yep. it's happening with their other studios, I don't know. I mean, we've seen stuff with Bungie where they've uh, Bungie was saying, "No, it's us that let us go." Sony didn't have anything to do with it, but Sony's like, "Yeah, you just say that, you know." Right. <laughs> right. right. So, like, I don't know. It's it's definitely tough to see. Um, I would like to see more examples of this kind of journalism yeah. through the other studios. I don't know if yeah. we get that, but yeah, Sony kind of. <laughs> They're dropping the ball in some areas, right, Jasper? We could say that at the bare minimum with all the yeah. cancellations, obviously, and all that. There's something being, there's a ball being dropped. And if this is how they're handling some of their recently acquired studios or even some of their veteran studios, then you got to wonder, you know, really what is the philosophy? How long ago did this philosophy start to shift? Did they come in and try to force it, like you said, by bringing in their good old boys club to start laying down the hammer on these studios and that kind of stuff? Um I just thought it was crazy because we just don't see this kind of inside investigative journalism on Sony. And it, this has been talked about. We've talked about it on all our shows. It's just, you know, again, call it Xbox tax, whatever you want to call it these days. It's just weird, but I, it was great to see this. And again, shout out to your gamer Mav. Obviously we've had these conversations before. Um, anytime Xbox, anything about the studios, it, it's a shit show. It's it, it's all all hands on deck. Let's write every article we possibly can. They don't know how to manage their studios. They don't know what they're doing. But to the opposite effect of this, Mav, Xbox has been hands off on their studios. We've heard the studios themselves talk about, oh, it's great. We get to do these passion projects. The Xbox is just here to help us. We've heard Phil reiterate that. We've heard Sarah reiterate that. We've heard Booty reiterate that. We're just here to get as many obstacles out of the way for our dev teams. Uh, this article here presents a completely opposite picture from Sony and what they're trying to press upon a studio they just acquired you know, three years ago yeah. or so, man, what do you think about this article? I mean, it's pretty damning. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how to say it in any other way. Like, because, you know, shout out to, to Eurogamer actually on this because yeah. they actually did the work to get lots of different input cool. and quotes from different people. And, uh, yeah, it's, I, I like when the, when, you know, games media actually does their damn job right so if this was microsoft this was whoever like at we yep. don't usually get this much kind of information from like a, a, a games media site anymore with quotes uh people actually from the studios giving us this kind of info and it gives us proper insight into some of the shit that's going on right as as gamers like we wonder like Oh, why is these things happening or what does take so long or what what's going on there? Why did these people get laid off or 
why these people leave and all this kind of stuff. And we always speculate on that kind of stuff, right? When you get, you get this from the horse's mouth, right? It kind of like lets you know what actually the culture was like after that studio who would remember was built from the ashes of a former closed Sony studio. Correct. Right. People always yeah. say like, hey, you know, play, Sony doesn't ever close studios. Yeah. Th- literally this studio was formed from the ashes of a closed Sony studio. The founders mm-hmm. after being acquired from Sony started, it sounds like they started bailing one by one. Right. They had a tragedy in the HR department with uh, somebody passing away, it sounds like, and they mm-hmm. didn't find a good replacement or or, or whatever. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And then you got Sony like, send in the goons. Let's get this shit <laughs> yeah. together. You know, hey, ex-dev guys, let's go. Let's get this shit. Hey, let, let's rally the troops. You know, hey, motherfucker, get back to work, old man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if only you women can work as hard as these men over here, you know, like that's <laughs> all right. Everybody's fine. We're just an old school approach here, guys. Let's get to work, you know. And I don't think I, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like that's the right way to do things. I don't know. What do you guys think? And then, then the founders like, no, you know, one just one let one guy left me like I gotta hold on to the like our my dream of what the studio right. was. You know, uh, then you have Gorilla being like, don't fuck up our IP, you know, bro. Hey, guys, you make yo. this VR game, but don't don't fuck this up. You know, it's great. Yeah, I could imagine that kind of sounds like it was a easy, nice, relaxing place to work for a while. Right. You know, just just chill workplace environment. No pressure. You know, it's looking easy. forward to coming in the next day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's great morale there. You know, the. <laughs> and it's funny that the guys that they brought in were called X Dev because it seems like it's their job mm-hmm. is to make people X Devs. <laughs> so, um, ah, I like that one. Yeah, it's man. I don't know what to say. Uh, shout out to Eurogamer for yep. giving us the scoop on what's going on, and uh, maybe, maybe uh, Sony's got some issues themselves. You know? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see some, you know, fire, fire Herman Holst articles right yeah get, let's let, let's get that out there he obviously has got the wrong people underneath him right so it's probably his problem for mismanaging the studios right so uh yeah i mean again all's fair right all's fair that's how it's yeah. supposed to work right yeah. uh no uh but Did, yeah you get the sense that maybe they're just still trying to like clean up jim ryan's stuff that's left over that he had in plans like or or did jim start this that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, are they just yeah, like yeah. Jim started this? Now they're coming in is like, well, these are some of Jim's projects that he started. Like, let's just clean them up, get them off the roadmap now, and kind well, of start fresh. I mean, I gotta say at this point to go back to originally what we were talking about with the cancellations of like Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal was gonna be a games as a service. That's one of the twelve that Jim was talking about. 10, 12 that Jim was talking about. How many are left? Four or five? I, I think, think right I, now I think Jason Schreier came out and said that the horizon thing is still in the works. Yeah. The horizon thing he said has not been canceled yet. Yes, I did see that. But so there's, so there's like four or five left. We got Haven studios game, right? Uh, of course, um, we've got, um, uh, what, uh, what's the other studio, uh, that's supposed might come out this year. The, the, the hamburger Concord. Concord thank you. Yes. Um, uh, and, uh, so yeah, but they've, they've been going through to your point, Jasper. It seems like, and which, 
we had speculated on with Jim, you know, retiring, quote unquote, that potentially his philosophy wasn't what Hiroki Totoki was, you know, <laughs> brought in for. Like he wasn't there to potentially continue that. He was potentially there to start going, no, this ain't going to work. No, this ain't going to work. And I think we saw that because, again, out of all the games as a service that you're talking about here, Twisted Metal as a as a as a friend, a beloved franchise that people have been clamoring for to come back is going to be one of your best chances. Again, brand new IP, whether it's single player, multiplayer games as a service, doesn't matter. Brand new IP is the, some of the riskiest you can do. You have an established IP like Twisted Metal and you cancel that. My God, man. And I got to say. With Fire Sprite in particular, them being the one studio that was producing first-party VR stuff for them, and now Sony saying, oh, we're going to get VR2 to work on PC, which is something everybody said they should have done from the beginning. This is, to me, Bav, we had this talk on PM to PM. Mm -hmm. I said I thought VR2 would be the next Vita. I thought there was a great chance that, while I appreciate them trying, that the R&D, the resources put into this niche product very expensive niche product yeah was not going to align well business-wise they yeah. were spreading themselves way too thin but yeah. i gotta say fire this story from fire sprite kind of tells me yeah no i mean if third parties want to make games for it, great i'm sure sony won't turn them down but i don't think it sounds like they're going to be heavily invested in vr2 first party wise anymore nope at all nope <laughs> nope <laughs> doesn't sound like it. <laughs> um we got some. Uh, we gotta get yeah. some super chats here real quick. We gotta catch up here. Um, I think we. I think uh, Jack's eighty two. Uh, Jack's eighty two. Yeah, Jack's eighty two with a dollar ninety nine yeah. bomb. That's right. Jack's eighty two. Thank you so much. Says got a question. Herman Holst step in or leaves. Um, Herman Holst seems like a chameleon to me. Maybe I'm reading him wrong. I'll get you guys' opinion too, Jasper and, and Mav. But he seems like a chameleon to me. It seems like he is one of those dudes who knows how to insert himself to whoever's in charge and kind of form himself around them and survives no matter what. And so I think this is going to be up to Hiroki Totoki. If he looks at Herman Holst and analyzes, has maybe some, you know, analyzing done of his performance, his job performance and what he's done with the studios. And if Hiroki Totoki wants to pin stuff on Herman, maybe Herman's time's limited. But to me, I feel like Herman's a survivor and Herman's going to stick through this. And I think he's going to still be there doing his thing. Uh, Jasper, you got any thoughts on Herman Holst? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I get out of him. I think yeah. he can kind of like sweet talk whoever's in charge right now and just, yeah. or whatever and just like kind of put himself in whatever place he needs to be just by sweet talking the boss and be like, yeah, I'll I'll do your thing for you for a little bit. I'll do your dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> Mav, what do you think about Herman? I always, for him, I've always seen him as the guy that says a lot of stuff, but never really says anything at all. Mm -hmm. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? He just, yeah. it's like, he's like a politician in the corporate space. It's like, just fit. You're right. Just kind of fits to whatever is necessary mm -hmm. at the time to say and do PR kind of speak all, all, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, fit the narrative kind of guy and i feel like that's what i gauge him as and yeah. so i don't know like it, maybe if they see that and hey you actually have no value maybe they'll get rid of him you know <laughs> i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah no no i that's what i'm saying like if hiroki really gets down and dirty with 
what Herman does and sees that he's not valuable, he could be on it. But I just feel like Herman is that guy who yeah. somehow creates value to whoever's in charge. He like makes yeah. himself like valuable. Like even if there's yeah. nothing really there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he somehow, I'll, I'll he somehow convinces him for you at <laughs> right. least. Right, you know? right, right. That's how you ever see. Yeah, he's like and it, tries to get chummy with whoever's right. ahead of him. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. I, I and again, that's a great trait to have. If you can be a chameleon, yeah. you got. Yeah, you will survive a lot. And it's throughout history. There's been some really big people that have done that. Um, then we got the Razor NZ. Razor NZ said, "I heard we were capped out at Mach 3.5 on this hype train tonight, boys." We've had rants. We're talking about Sony's dirty business. Let's get the Mach 4.0 tonight, everybody. So buckle up. This is a special announcement. The fun speculation hype train coming to a town near you has just added two more cars. And we are now rolling along at Mach 4.0. Thanks to Razor NZ coming through with a 10 bomb. That's right, a 10 dunk. A nice windmill. For the Razor NZ Choo Choo motherfuckers, buckle up. Get those four-point harnesses strapped down. We're keeping it ad-free in 2024. No beans. Hashtag no beans. Let's go. Choo Choo. Thank you, Razor NZ. Appreciate you, brother, for that. And then we got Andre, excuse me, Andre Doyle. Five bomb dropping on in here with the super chat says Microsoft is the future. Sony is not money wins playground hired laid off PlayStation devs. Xbox PC hybrid cloud AI is the future of gaming. Andre, I don't necessarily disagree with you. The vision might not be what everybody wants, but yeah, Microsoft and Xbox, they got, they're sticking around. They're not dying. They're not dying. Okay. They're not going away. And I think they're going to win out. And then we got, Another five bomb in here with the super chat. Thank you so much. Elvin says fire sprite devs quote. The Odin just passed. Must may we have or may we have a week to grieve Sony corpos muster the roarum roar here. Roar him. Roar Thank you. God dang it. I was messing up. Uh, <laughs> muster the roar Yes, Elvin. Uh, that's what it seems like. Those X devs were definitely the muscle for Sony by the sounds of it. Uh, but yeah, I got to say some, you know, sounded like a little bit of mismanagement over there, Sony. Sound like it got some issues. Uh, I hope your other studios aren't all like this. Just saying, uh, it sounds like a problem. Um, anyways, um, so yeah, that was the article this week. Again, shout out to Eurogamer. I will give them the flowers again. I criticize a lot and I still say burn, baby, burn. I don't want you around, but good job this week. Actually, a really good article. So uh, thank you for that, Eurogamer. Um, Kind of along this, in the same time, this is a big topic just because of everything. We're kind of hitting the whole industry here. The community this week, well, it's still a mess. Let's, let's, you know, let's be real. It's still a mess because there are people out here that still want to fight the good fight over this shit. Uh, This evolution, this reset, this change is happening. Whether you guys like it or not, it's happening throughout the industry. Um, Again, we'll see how it all plays out. You know, the people that are exclusive um, must have exclusives, right? You guys might be right. You guys and gals might be right. Uh, those that are on the side of, hey, everybody's kind of going third party, something we talked about a long time ago. You know, you guys might be right as well. Um, we'll see. I think it's going to fall somewhere in the middle. We'll see how this all pans out. But the industry as a whole is is going through a lot of changes right now. Um, but in the community this week, I saw something very interesting, man. And I had 
to chuckle to myself. And I saw some other people point this out. I saw Hazador make a post about this today too. Shout out to Haz. Um, always doing great work out there, but he made an interesting post today about this too. But all of a sudden there's a whole lot more double A fans out here, Mav and Jasper. There's a whole lot of people who were talking shit about double A games and indie games and triple A is the only way to go to all of a sudden, Oh, we're going to champion double A now because maybe that's what this company, these companies are looking at. Um, I want to get your thoughts on this a little bit because triple a isn't going away. Now I'm, I'm a happy camp because I love double a, you all know this. I love double a, I love indie. Give me my double a jank, bring it back to the 360 days. I'll take that all day long, but I don't think triple a is going away. They're having a coming to Jesus moment right now, but I mean, we got quadruple a nowadays. Well, yeah. According <laughs> to Eves, shout out to Eves brought back the quadruple a quote again. Uh, Jesus Eves. Eves, retire, please. Just sell to somebody. Somebody. Um, but uh, I think when you look at AAA, I think the definition has kind of gotten um, disproportionate to what people expect, and 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 a lot of this falls on the game companies themselves. They have driven AAA and driven the narrative of AAA, especially you know when you got companies like Sony, the premium experience, AAA blockbuster narrative focused games are the only type of games there are. We saw. A whole generation brought up on that propaganda. The definition of AAA has gotten unwieldy almost as much as their budgets have internally now at this point. And the expectations have been set. And these devs are obviously spending more and more time, money, manpower to try to meet these expectations. But I think that in reality, like we were just talking about, what the money men are saying is, Listen, we used to make AAA budget games, right? And we used to do them much more efficiently than we are doing now. And again, be that it be that you want to argue that the size has all of a sudden gotten bigger, pause. Um, and that's what's caused this a lot of it, or it's gotten more complex. I gotta say the tech has followed right along and we've got better tools than we used to have. We've gotten all these different systems now that the devs never had the luxury of having back in the day, and they still found a way to make for that generation or those generations, what was considered a AAA game. Why has that not translated to now? And I think that there's also this thing, you see a, a game like Alan Wake 2, right? And the budget, again, we don't know the exact number, but the budget supposedly pretty accurate at $50 million. Well, that was a AAA experience. Whether you want to count them as a AAA team or not, that's a AAA game. And that was made for $50 million bucks. And maybe didn't sell as well as they had hoped. It's still selling. It's got some legs. Alan Wake 2 is definitely going to probably eventually sell what they wanted to sell. But I think there's examples of where they can tighten the belt, where they can go ahead and hit this. But I just thought it was interesting that a lot of the community changed up to all of a sudden championing double A and, oh, we're, we're going to see some more double A. I get, I was in our DMs going, yeah, I hope double A and Indies pick up the slack. I think they can do it. I want to see some more double A experiences like Helldivers and pa Pal World. Right. And and last epoch, double A's are crushing it right now. Um, so I'm all for that. But what do you guys think about this? Do you think that this coming to Jesus moment for AAA is going to result in almost the complete downfall outside of a few special games each year that we would count right now as AAA, where we're getting, you know, five, 10, 12 AAA games, even more a year? Do you think we see it actually get down to the point where it almost disappears from AAA? 
Or do you think that AAA lives on like I do? It's just that they are going to have to do what they have to do, whether it's smaller experiences or just less devs or getting more creative like they used to back in the day to make smaller budget AAAs. What do you think, Jaspi? Yeah, um, I think also like kind of starting off, um, AA, the, the, the rise in that the last few weeks, I think we're seeing that because of Power World Helldivers. We're seeing a lot of these smaller games. They're the biggest games so far this year, and a lot of the bigger games that would be classified as AAA or like only selling a few thousand units or they're broken or people aren't liking them as much. So I think that there's kind of that kind of switch within the community itself of people seeing that there's actually decent experiences and it doesn't have to be that $70 premium game. And with the game industry side of it, th that's tough because like, I, I think that certain studios are going to kind of switch the philosophy of what AAA means. Um, we kind of see that from the Insomniac leaks where they were talking about maybe breaking up Spider-Man 3 into two different games. So maybe they try to say we're releasing one AAA game, but they split it in half and be like, well, you know, you get two every other year or whatever it is. So I think that they're going to try to find their pathway into whatever the new classification is of a triple A game, uh, whatever that is, like whether it's two games or if it's a yeah. smaller experience or whatever. We saw that with Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed Mirage. They were saying Assassin's Creed has been too big. Let's make it, let's pull it back a little bit, but we're also going to continue making those bigger experiences. So they are learning. It's just, I don't know what the actual plan of that's going to be going forward. Yeah. I think they're still trying to figure that out. Well, I think I think it's a fair point. Obviously, reclassifying internally what a AAA means, or figuring out a way, because somebody brought up the idea of you know, a, a bunch of people brought up the idea. Well, maybe we do need a hundred dollar game. Listen, that's a death sentence. Okay, that that's that's an absolute death sentence. Uh, I, would there be a group of people that pay a hundred dollars for certain games? Of course, there will be. Right? Again, we're spending it already on ultimate editions, basically at this point. Anyways, we're already been trained. But to think that you're going to continue to sell anywhere as close to what you're selling because you bump it up to $100 per game is crazy talk. And this, especially in this economy and with what's going on, it's going to be a death sentence. You're going to, you are going to see a massive contraction in the video game industry if they try something like that. So I think you're right, Jasper. I think the, the idea of smaller um, bites of one single game, maybe making what would have been a single AAA experience now in the future is two or three games um, and going back uh, to that kind of philosophy and getting those out within the same generation, all at a reasonable price point, which is another reason why pal world hell divers last epoch are all been highly successful. Um, I think that that is definitely something I, I agree with you on. Um, and I also want to throw this in there too. Uh, another double A section, uh, and again, we can uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I forgot to say this in the beginning of the show. Happy Final Fantasy VII Rebirth launch day, by the way. I did forget to say that uh, to everybody who's excited for that. There's a bunch of people, obviously, tons and tons of people who are taking the day off of work and playing Final Fantasy of Rebirth. That's a triple A JRPG, but we've also seen successful double A JRPGs this year also again rise up a little bit um again with grand brew fantasy relink which was at one time originally a mobile game turned into an actual full-blooded experience but that is still a double a game to me so we are seeing success elsewhere in those formats too that i think are causing some people to take a step back but map for you is this the second coming are we going to see more studios focus on not just cutting back budgets, but even cutting back some maybe quality, but getting the games out sooner, faster, maybe more tight 
knit type of games, more optimized games because they take more time in those places and more on the double A line? Or do you think that we do see triple A just take a little bit of a, a step back from itself, maybe a few less games each year, triple A, but overall it's just going to be about budgets about being more efficient. What do you think about the triple A space surviving this kind of reset? It's interesting because I feel like in a way the last couple of years have really kind of shown us and especially this generation that like double A is kind of just the same thing as triple A. Like, yeah, I mean, they're so good nowadays. You can't like, yeah, like, like what's the, what really, what's the damn difference except for the budgets and the crazy aspirations that these companies have and maybe how many damn years, you know, there's obvious examples, you know, like Starfield, you know, the crazy ambitious right. games like cyberpunk, you know, yep. like oh, they, yeah. they, these games that like trying to push the boundaries to another level. Right. But like when you look at a lot of the games that come out that are like, okay, it's a great video game well made it's not any it's not breaking any barriers or pushing I mean, if boundaries you, like, today you know I mean? they but showed like, off greedfall 2 like that if that greedfall mm-hmm. 2 would have came out like 10 years ago that would have been the fucking yeah. biggest rpg there is but yep. it's just a double a rpg now it's like we're yeah. gonna talk about it. <laughs> so like, there's a lot of games that i feel like it's like well i think people are just realizing that like just games and a lot of these games even the what they would have considered to be double A games before, like are just games, and it's up to the talent of the developers and the time to give us the best damn products that they can. And I'd argue that a lot of those type experiences have been some of the most polished, have been some of the most well put together games, uh, but most well optimized type games. And you know, if you were to look back five to ten years ago, a lot of those games you probably would have said. Or triple A games. You know what I mean? So I I I yeah. do appre- I always want ambition and I always want like those like people, those the in those studios that are, are trying to push the things forward. But like not every game has to do that. You know what I mean? Those are like the special projects, the special games. And I I, I kind of feel like gamers, maybe because they've been saying this kind of stuff, are having a a reality check with themselves because I feel like one of the biggest things that's been an issue over the last for actually I'll just say (laughs) forever is the expectations of fucking gamers are just always like crazy like just never happy like always complaining or nitpicking yeah you you could have this like crazy ambitious thing that we could have never have fucking dreamed of being made like 10 years ago and, and it come out as like from, for me, I'm like, Holy hell, this is like insane that we're getting to play this. And people are like, yeah, I don't like the way that this mechanic really works in here. Seven out of 10, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, what? You know? And then in one of these double a games, that has less expectations comes out. doesn't have anywhere near the ambition of that or like nowhere near the scope of it. And it's like, Wow, this is really doing something. These guys, they they know what they're they're great, you know, ten ten out of ten, you know, it's, it's amazing, just perfect experience. So I, I feel like right now people are realizing like these the expectations maybe that people have had for every game to just you know change their life, you know, like in a way, it's maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe a little unrealistic. So we should just be asking for 
good games and then still appreciating when those studios do do that go that extra mile to create something that ambitious like and uh not to say we got to praise everything but there's just so much fucking negativity out there's been for so long and then i feel like when the industry kind of is doing this reset thing now it's almost like like i just want games can you stop canceling them please you know stop canceling stop canceling the games i'll stop complaining please you know just give even double a i'll suck your dick give give me something <laughs> like it's like double a the indie indie games Jesus. I'll take indie game anything please don't take my games away you know so maybe it's a reality check from the gamers i don't know Maybe that's why they're canceling games because they have people out you, people out there like you, want to suck their dick. If they <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, know, man. I, I think. Listen, I, I think that overall, I think that we are extremely spoiled. That's why I call this the golden age of gaming. We yeah. are extremely spoiled as gamers, right? And that you're not wrong, man. That's why I said it. It's partially these companies' faults for the expectations because they've pushed certain narratives and propaganda through the years. Um that has kind of influenced a generation of gamers but this is you know again me the old guy talking i that's why i still old i enjoy older janky games i enjoy double a games i've never stopped loving because that's what we, a lot of what we got of but right now just taking a step back as a gamer this is the golden age of gaming because i've never had this many games at one time that i want to play that i am playing that i need to play that is just sitting there that i have not even had a chance to look at for the past two, three years. And, and that's why I call this the golden age. But if we, we want to take a step back from the gamer and just look at it again, time is the one thing that all these companies are fighting for. And as human beings, we're still limited to 24 hours. We're still limited to real life. And right now with the saturation of the market between AAA, AA, indie, games as a service, MMOs, big giant RPGs, shooters, right? There is too much legitimate, right? To have all everything yeah. survive and to have everything do well. And we see this. Again, I'm not speaking some crazy shit. Only here. if I'm there just, was I'm, a subscription models to help <laughs> supplement that. Yeah. Right. And I think that's you know, Obviously, that that's a beautiful part of what's come out, come out of this, especially with Xbox and having to go in a different direction. But I think that uh, if we do take a step back and look at it realistically, what I do see happening in this space, speaking of AAA versus AA and indie and all this kind of stuff is, is I do think that there are less what we would call AAAs these days. I think we do see a lessening of that. I do think we see the publishers, even the big boys and girls have their devs make smaller experiences per se, um, and focus more so on what we used to get all the time, which was not to say that monetization and games of service is going to go away. I don't think it is, but I think those spots are going to diminish, but I think that they are going to get back to focusing on different types of experiences that they can put out at a more regular basis. But I do think when we talk of contraction, I think games themselves, I think we will see less games overall as the years go by. Now, I think we're lined up for the next at least three years where we're going to have them putting out a ton of games. But I think as we roll into next gen, I think that that may change a little bit. Now, I say that knowing full well 
that nothing is slowed down on PC and PC is a freaking graveyard of games every single fucking year that nobody even knows exists because there's 12,000. I think I heard the latest. There was like 12,000 games put out on Steam last year. Yeah. 12,000 or something ridiculous. 9,000 were sex games. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So I, I say all that to say this, but I'm just thinking of the bigger publishers of the names that we do know. I don't think that indies and double A's per se slow down, but I think the money that was invested heavily during the pandemic, especially, I think that money is going to regress back to the norm again. I think there's going to be less money men who want to invest in indie studios per se, which is sad to say, but again, I'm just saying overall, we have so much right now that I do, I do think some of the risk-taking, I do think some of the big, big AAA stuff um, that costs, you know, right now, 300, 400 million, 200, 300, 400 million dollars. I think we see a lot less of that. And I do think we start seeing smaller experiences like Jasper said, or like they were potentially doing with insomniac and breaking one game up into multiple games and kind of releasing them in that cadence so but i do think we are going to see some changes and and i think that that is obvious again uh with everything happening right now but i think the triple a is going to be redefined yet again and i think that games like elder scrolls 6 is still going to be a massive big budget game right that's still going to be what it is but I think that there's other experiences that maybe nowadays we see as, oh my God, this is a huge game, be scoped back in the future if an IP like that comes back around again. Like Spider-Man 2, from everything I've heard, I have not played it. But again, I have no problems with Spider-Man or Spider-Man 2. I'm not here to, 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 to knock it down or to say it's shit. But for even the people now, after it's been out for a while that have played it, I've started seeing some comments admitting that Spider-Man 2 wasn't as good as Spider-Man 2018 and that a lot of it was filler and a lot of it was bullshit and a lot of it didn't need to be in there and people kind of liked the tighter experience from 2018 and I think that companies are realizing that so I think that that's where they're really going to see some major cutbacks not everything has to be an Ubisoft open world not everything yeah that's what I was going to say it's like maybe we're going to start scaling back from those open world yeah. games. Like you don't have to make ghost recon an open world giant fucking Island, the size of no. fucking the U S or whatever. You can just right. make a focused right. experience like you used to. <laughs> right. 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 And I think that that's the coming to Jesus moment for a lot of these triple a teams. So, um, great conversation brothers. Uh, again, I didn't prep you guys for that one. I just, uh, was kind of thinking about what we were talking yeah. here about. Cause I saw the community talking about this and again, I love it. Bring on all the double A games. Bring them all on. Let's do it. Yeah, there's no um, difference for me. I mean, it's just like there's not, and it's going to close. That gap's going to close yeah, more and more. As tech. Yeah, these right. these uh, small teams that come out of nowhere and build these amazing games now, and it's like, yeah. And then you say, then you have a game that's made for like sometimes like seven years, and it's like, well, how did mm-hmm. this one take so much longer and cost this much more money i mean the fucking the robocop game. game that came out last year it's like one yeah. of the best looking games and it's yep. a fucking double a game yeah. It, yeah it's a double a game and it was made in a short amount of time i think it was three years or something like that three and a half years for robocop something crazy like that again that's what we used to get that's what we used to get everybody and i think that tech is going to help that and again ai is going to help that and again if you hate that kind con- i get it that's fine i'm just saying these companies are going to use it we're going to get them no matter what. However they can make cheat games, it doesn't matter. If they can eventually get down to one guy who tells AI <laughs> what to do, they're going to do that, folks. They they literally are. Like that's 
that's kind of the future if we get to that point. But uh, yeah, I just think that's going to happen. Speaking um, of studio, we had some interesting things happen. And I know uh, some people have been talking about it in the chat already for sure. But we had some interesting things happen this week uh, with, with individual studios that kind of lends itself to all this conversation here about this reset. Uh, no, let, let's, let's start here. First of all, Remedy uh, bought back control of control <laughs> they uh, got the ip back for i think a sum of 50 million or something i think somebody reported from 505 games because 505 games themselves is uh going through a little period here they closed down some studios not necessarily dev related studios but some of their uh marketing teams and that kind of stuff did get closed down um in different places but 505 is restructuring as well this week um, but they sold back control to remedy uh for some of 50 million dollars we saw saber interactive of course the much maligned knights of the old republic remake is supposedly still there with them we don't know the status but obviously more importantly space marine 2 warhammer of course which i'm looking that i'm looking so looking forward to that game um saber bought themselves out uh from embracer today uh supposedly for embracer yeah, yeah, big loss, but obviously Embracer right. needs to do what they do. I think yeah. it was like five hundred million or something like that. Um, that Saber bought their independence um, from them. Gearbox, uh, according to Kotaku, and I did not read the article. I told you guys I will never get give that site another fucking click in my life. I don't care what kind of investigative journalism they do. I don't care. They're never getting another click. Uh, Kotaku was reporting because I saw people talk about it that Gearbox next week, or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, sometime in March will announce that they have been acquired. They've worked out a deal to be bought out of Embracer. Uh, there's speculation that 2K might be buying them out um, and bringing them back into the fold. Um, nobody knows for sure yet, but that's going to happen. Um, and then the one that kind of caught everybody's attention, of course, because it's Xbox today, Toys for Bob. That's right, Toys for Bob, the team that Phil mentioned almost every single time he talked about the ABK deal. Um, the team that is behind Crash Bandicoot that was becoming the Xbox mascot that people were putting up avatars with the X from Crash Bandicoot. Um, they have now become independent. They had layoffs as part of that Microsoft layoff, but they obviously have gone independent today as well. Um, and they said that they are potentially working out a deal to work with Microsoft directly on future games. But that was a, sh that was a little surprise today. Um, so let's start with toys for Bob real quick. Um, Jasper toys for Bob. Again, this was mentioned by Phil many, 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 many times. Um, and he was excited and they were just had become a call of duty support team. And he was one of the teams that he wanted to kind of get off of that call of duty, uh, you know, boat and let them kind of do what they used to do. And so we had big, big thoughts for maybe toys for Bob really doing something special underneath the Xbox umbrella. But here they are a week after layoffs, getting themselves independent. We don't have any um, details on exactly how this went down. We don't have any details on exactly who owns the IP. There is speculation that Microsoft still owns the IP as per them acquiring Activision. Um, and that might be why Toys for Bob is working out a deal with them directly. But this is kind of a shock 
Um, and I got to say that if you're looking in the totality of the ABK deal, Toys for Bob is a very, very small piece, but they're an extremely beloved piece and they were an extremely creative piece back in the day for sure. And a lot of people, again, had big dreams for them underneath uh, new ownership. Um, what do you think about this? Is this, this is obviously if the team wanted to be independent, I count it as a W for the team. Um, let them go do what they want to do. They can make the deals that they want to do, you know, and, and work on the games they want to work on. But I kind of look at this as an L for Xbox, you know, however this went down, I, I hate to see them lose this team. Cause I really thought they could do something special. Yeah. Um, that was like, I just kind of saw the tweet today. It was like, yeah, we're going to India or whatever. And my first thought was like, how the fuck does this happen? Like, you didn't sell yourself because you were still owned by Activision. The Activision is right. owned by Xbox. So I'm just like trying to figure out how the hell it even went down. Right. Um, it it kind of sucks because everyone was wanting them to do the banjo remake or whatever, whenever they came along. Um, I mean, personally, like they don't really like make necessarily games I'm into as much nowadays. Uh, they kind of just Spyro crash, all that stuff. Yeah. So it, it does suck losing them, but I mean, if if they think they can do better with it by themselves or whatever, good on them. Um, maybe they're going to rehire some of the old people that just got let go a couple weeks ago too, kind of bring those people back in the fold. I know that there was like a tweet like right before or right before the new year, I believe they had like a Christmas party or whatever, and they had like a bunch of different games that they were kind of testing out and workshopping. Yep. So th they seem to have had plans in the works. I don't know if since they're going independent, if they get to keep any of that or not. Um, Maybe they do, maybe they don't. It's just, we'll have to wait and see on Toys for Bob, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm kind of at a loss to explain this one because I don't know if, it'd be interesting to know if the conversation started prior to the, you know, the Activision Blizzard King deal being done. Like when Phil went and visited them, obviously if those, if this had been brought up as a potential um, spot, but why have xbox do the layoffs of your studio then yeah, that's you, you know it. it's what it, that's what's really strange to me they did confirm they are working on at least one game um they said they're you know in the early stages of working on a new game um whatever that may be a lot of people think it might be crash or something like that but yeah man this is just really caught me off guard uh, i'm happy for the studio I, I can't stress that enough again through all this stuff all these layoffs suck ass but anytime a studio can buy their freedom, whether, you know, Saber or, or Gearbox can get up from underneath Embracer, which is a bad situation, or, or whether it's Toys for Bob making this call, I'm happy for the team because it's obviously something they wanted. It's something that they think that they can do. They've done it before. They were indie before. So if this is what it takes and, you know, if the situation was Mav that maybe the leadership team at Toys for Bob, um, the original leadership were kind of putting the pressure on Phil and, and Xbox, like, hey, we want to go indie. Otherwise, you know, we're going to have to go start our own new studio. So give us our freedom. Otherwise, we're going to go do this. Or if this was just a mutually beneficial kind of deal where they are actually in negotiations with Microsoft and Xbox and they are planning on signing a deal to work on games That'd for them. so anyways. weird. Like you leave it Microsoft is. to make a deal. It's like that. Makes it, it doesn't. I math. Talk to me. You got any ideas here, brother? I saw as I was confused. I'm like, I, I don't understand, <laughs> you know, because it's just, it just didn't compute. Like I, I was like you guys trying to figure out why it happened because like if it happened like within the layoffs, right, that would have yes. made like more sense. Okay. But after the layoffs, okay. So that happened. They lost people. Remember, the, it, I think it was their office, right? 
was it was it their office that was actually yeah shut they were down? shutting them down yeah. I think right yeah. and then so they were going to be starting to work remote and stuff like that right so when all that went down we're all like yeah yeah they're still there you know and they're gonna you know be there but then now they're indie so maybe this was part of that process and we're just now finding out about it. Right. But they also did the same thing with Sledgehammer. They shut down Sledgehammer Studio to yep. make them all work remote. So it's like Right. So know. maybe tomorrow we'll find out that Sledgehammer's independent. <laughs> 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 I mean, like I I don't know. Maybe maybe this was part of getting out of the whole, you know, Call of Duty thing. Yeah. You know, uh being able to work on their own games again, you know, but like on their own terms and Maybe there was kind of a negotiation part with Activision, Blizzard, and Microsoft about their future, uh, what they wanted to do, and what was possible. And I'm trying, I'm trying to make shit up, man. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Because it was like, hey, I want to talk about your future at this future. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it, it's 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 weird. I because I, we we had discussions about the potential possibilities for them, you know, and maybe those are still possibilities now. So I because of the talks with microsoft about future deals or games like maybe that doesn't necessarily change because of this news and maybe eventually they'll be reacquired like i i don't fucking know man this is so weird i, I like i i i don't have any answers. i don't know Bo- booty walked in and said Look, guys, have you seen how fucking full my plate is? I got yeah. no fucking time for you. <laughs> We're going to make you indie. Boys for Bob, can you just operate by yourself, please? I can, yeah, just like somebody make your own fucking decisions. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's, yeah, I don't it know. It's really weird. We do have some super chats to get to and stuff. Okay, okay, okay. We got super chats to get to? Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Bold Alpha Wolfpack gifted us five fun speculation um, memberships. Hell yeah, we're up to Mach 4.25, everybody. Buckle up. The hype train is rolling. Keep it as ad-free. He just added another car full of people. Five more people welcome aboard, y'all. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Bold Alpha with the easy five layup. Let's go. Thank you for that, Bold Alpha. Thank you, sir. Uh, Caper Grant 692 of the five Canadians says, Great show, guys. Off to work. A back shift. Have a great night. You too, Caper. Have a a great night, Caper. Hope you have a fantastic night's work, man. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know, dude. It's like uh, I don't know. It's strange, but I don't know how much this actually changes of anything. So right, other than the fact that they could make PlayStation games again, or like whatever. Right. Right. Feels like, like we don't want to announce any more multi-plat yeah. games right now. So you guys are going to be indie and just release the games multi-plat, and that way we don't have to take the hit. I, I imagine like, <laughs> well, see, but like Xbox. So if, if I think an important thing is Xbox retains the IPs, right? I don't so, know. So like, if they do, nah, I would assume so because yeah, it'd be yeah. weird as shit. But let's say like, yeah, Toy, like Sony hires Toys for Bob to make an exclusive Spyro game or some shit like that, right? I'd be like, oh, that was a bad fallout from the ABK deal. You know, that didn't really work out right. for Xbox, right? So, I don't know. I, I hope I hope that uh, it just works out for the studio. Ultimately, like, you know, if they were going to be shut down in a different world, like, this is better than that, obviously. Um, But, yeah, Microsoft, is it's a weird thing. I, I don't know. It's weird. 
It is. It, it, I, I was trying to wrap my head around it all day while I was at work. I, I was trying to think of different possibilities. Like I said, the biggest thing is if you were going to do this, why would you let Xbox do the layoffs? Like I don't under, maybe because their employees get the Microsoft package that they wanted to do that, like the severance package or whatever else that for the people laid off, they were, yeah. you know, maybe if they were going indie, they would have to lay right. off people anyway. They, they would. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking that they would have to, and they wouldn't be able to cover that. So Xbox and Microsoft did the right thing and did that again. When I say right thing, I mean being able to offer those people the severance package before Toys for Bob went independent because then then Toys for Bob would have been obviously responsible for those employees. So maybe they just did the right thing by them and, and did it that way. I, that's could, could it have been I don't a, know. a clause in their contract or something that like they had to opt if, out if they if like they were part of another acquisition yes. in the future. And they and yeah. they and within thought, a certain, within a certain time frame and after the layoffs happen, they're like, fuck this, we're we're out. But like, you know, because Microsoft owns the IP, they're kind of beholden to them if they want to work on future games. On that specific IP. Yeah, no, that's a great thought, Mav. Maybe, Maybe there was a clause uh when they got acquired by Activision that they could get out from underneath if they ever got a re if Activision actually got re acquired. Uh maybe that's potential. Uh um, I don't know. Hey, good thought, man. Good thought brainstorming right now i like it trying let's to think it. of all the possibilities man let's go yeah yeah exactly um mikey barris got to take one with him and he just chose yeah. toys for bob yeah they, um, they announced michael Barra as a new head of toys for bob oh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> toys for mike new studios toys toys for mike. For mike. let's go let's go <laughs> um he resurrects the uh canceled uh survival game yeah from blizzard yeah, toys for Bob. I'm making my dream. Damn it, we're doing this. Toys for Bob. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. The 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 uh, Embracer Group Fallout continues. Um, I'm happy for Saber and for Gearbox too. I don't know if you guys got any major thoughts on this, but I just want to say I'm happy for these two teams. I want to see this happen versus being shut down. Right. Unfortunately, a lot of teams don't have this opportunity. The fact that Saber's in a good enough spot where they could buy themselves up from underneath, and obviously Gearbox was shopping themselves elsewhere. Embracer told them to go ahead and do that, and they found a buyer. Yeah. Again, Randy gets to continue uh, having the uh, powder train go, um, which is good for Randy. And for Gearbox, uh, with Borderlands, it sounds like they've got a new game in the works. So I'm happy for these two teams that they had the ability to get out from underneath the house of cards that is falling down at Embracer. Um, and continue on because again, these two are uh, again, they're not. These two companies have been around for a long time, they've made a lot of great games, they've been responsible for a lot of great games, um, both making them and publishing them. And I'd hate to see these two be lost in the fallout. So, uh, hats off to Saber Gearbox. Uh, Jasper, you got any thoughts on either Saber? I or mean, was Saber particularly like they just make really good licensed games in the past few years? Mm -hmm. Like, everyone they put out has been really good. And it, it yeah. would just like maybe this is the better route for them to go to get their independence from Embracer before they go under. But it, it's still like I don't like smaller studios like that to be by themselves for too long because, like, that's when you get to like if you miss one or two games, then you're talking about the studio closing down anyway. So it's like, it's nice them having some protection under the publisher, but we'll see. And, and Saber's big enough. Yeah. Say Sab Saber's 3,500 employees. <laughs> They're freaking <laughs> big, bro. So like, um, but yeah, anything to save themselves. I agree with you again. Saber's done a lot of good work. 
um, through the years, and I, I, I'm happy for them. Get, get out, be indie. You know, if that means less project, that means less projects. They might have to cut some people now as an indie studio that might not be able to cover everybody. But at the same time, this is better than shuttering um, and letting everybody go um, and losing some potentially great games down the road. Um, have any thoughts on Gearbox, Saber, anything? Um, Saber, cool, awesome. Uh, I'm going to wait and find out what's actually happening at Gearbox because I just don't trust any damn thing that Kotaku says ever. But uh, I, yeah, I that do. Gearbox rumor has been in the works for a while. Yeah. Like, so yeah, as far as Gearbox, I, I mean, I think there's truth to that just because of the, you know, uh, obvious situations going on at Embracer and everything else that's come out. Like you said, Jasper, yeah. um, I'm like you, I won't even click on their stuff, you know, so I don't know sources or anything like that, but I, there's no reason for me to deny that necessarily that that's going to happen. I, I feel like it's probably likely. And I'm just curious who the suitor is, right? Mm. Uh, or like 2K, like you said, makes a lot of sense. You know, um, if it's not them, then I wonder like if it's some somebody else. Like uh, um, some people said Microsoft. I don't know, you know, if that, that would be the case, right? Gearbox is pretty good size too. So they're going to, uh, they're going to go for hundreds of millions too. Some yeah. people were expecting the 500 million as well, uh, which would put them underneath regulatory process yeah. yet again. <laughs> I, I would, if I were to make a bet, I would probably say take two, like, you know, 2k, like yeah. they're, they're probably who I would think would be the best fit too, because they already have that relationship with borderlands and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, um, but then I, I, with the saber thing, I think about what's up with the KOTOR game. Right, mm -hmm, because that mm -hmm. was one that was still supposedly, as according to the last reports, still a thing according to them. How does that work now with them not being owned by Embracer Group? Does that move along with them if that's still a thing? Um, and then I still, but back in my mind with all this other stuff, like I'm still thinking about mainly Eidos Montreal and mm -hmm. uh, Crystal Dynamics. Right. Yeah. So if they if they bought their independence, would they? I guess they would still be under contract to finish whatever projects they have with Embracer, wouldn't they? No Most idea. Likely. Probably. Yeah. If that if that's still a thing, right? Again, yeah. if Sony if Sony if the rumors were true and they pulled out of it, then I never. That's what I was curious about. What happens to that contract? Because that contract was signed with Sony as a partner, and if Sony actually did pull out of that project because they weren't happy with it. And obviously, we know what's going on over in Sony right now. It's not like they're, you know, in the best position to be backing just everything, and they've made their own cuts. What happens to that contract? Do, do they have the right to go out and find a new partner? Because then I said, you know, Microsoft should step in and maybe potentially get that. But yeah, that is that is interesting. But I, I Saber overall, I think they're going to be good uh, with this independence, and I think they're uh, Space Marine Two is going to be big for them this year. Yeah. It's going to be massive. I have a feeling that's going to fill the need for Gears fans across the globe, uh, the way that it's looking. So I'm I'm happy for them because that means that they will have a lot of success out the gate being independent uh, with Space Marine 2, even though technically it yeah. was underneath Embracer. But uh, happy for them, for sure. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, Crystal Dynamics, yeah. I know so much you I'm waiting on for news, yep. news for the yep. studios, right? Yep, um, what's going to happen? I know, I know, you know, Crystal Dynamics has, like, the the Amazon deal with Tomb Raider, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, uh, they also are working in supposedly on Perfect Dark still, right? So, um, what are the, that? I just want that 
studio and I want Idos Montreal, you know, to get out of this situation also. So yep. we'll see. Man, it's an racer group. It was had grown to so big and they are just vanishing before <laughs> our eyes, bro. It's crazy. And and what and what happens to Lord of the Ring rights that yeah, they, they bought the Lord yeah, of the Rings. Lord of Rings right. God, I wish they I bet they wish they didn't spend that money now. Like, right. Was it two or three billion dollars or something that they spend on the Lord of the Rings IP? Yeah. Shit. I mean I, I yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I something I, that takes a long time to recoup like that kind of a, Right. You know, right, because ownership. it was for yeah, and who knows what deals were in place and <laughs> are those deals going forward now? Like <laughs> crazy i know it is crazy so uh but uh hats off to those studios and again toys for bob congratulations on your independence if this is what you guys wanted hey more power to you again you guys you guys are super creative even if i don't play your games like jasper said even if all your games aren't aren't for me it doesn't matter i i I, i'd rather see the studio survive than be closed down like what sony's doing like again if this is what it takes to save some of these studios please do it this way that's fine that's fine. Again, I still wish they would have stayed on the Xbox. I think they could have had something, but maybe there's more at play that obviously we aren't aware of with those situations. Um, and it's just coming ahead. So right after the acquisition. Um, what else we got on the docket tonight? Nacon event, real quick. Uh, we can go through some of the Nacon announcements uh, because I watched this. Uh, Mav, did you get a chance to watch it? Did not. You did not? I was, okay. I was All driving right. when... Uh... You said when you sent that, I just didn't have a chance. Okay. You didn't have a chance. That's fine. Uh, Jasper, did you watch? I watched the trailers. I didn't watch the show, but I watched yeah, the that's fine. You, you got, you got everything. So yeah. you got to skip the controllers and the headset yeah. stuff. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I caught. Um, there was some Nacon. Nacon is another company. I love again, double a, I, I love what Nacon does. They, they've got all these different types of games. Their shows are always fun. Um, love seeing the new games coming out. Obviously, the headliner Jasper brought it up earlier was Greedfall Two. Um, so yeah. I know Mav, you're not gonna have a whole lot to say. Uh, Mav, did you play Greedfall One or no? I played some of it. It was you solid, did play. So, yeah. you don't. So you know what type of game it yeah. is? Jasper, did you play Greedfall One? Yeah, I played it, it. Some of it like two months ago. Okay, cool, perfect. <laughs> so you both know what Greedfall One was. Greedfall Two showed off today, and they didn't show any gameplay. Uh, it was all CGI. Um, they're going into early access, interestingly enough, uh, this October, I want to say, uh, I could double check that, but it's later this year. Yeah, it's I weird know that. for that kind of game. Because Mav, yeah. what they're doing is a little something different. They are now, you are now going to have a team with you. You're, I have up to four different companions and it's going more strategy tactics. You're going to be able to manage all four players during the combat, supposedly. Trying to do like the CRPG thing a little bit. Kind of, yes. Yes. Um, And so they're expanding it there. You are also going to have a lot more decisions to make. They're opening it up into a much bigger uh, kind of situation where your decisions are going to alter the world. Multiple endings for Greedfall 2 as well. Uh, yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mav, hearing that, what do you think about this, sir? Like, this is totally yeah. different from Greedfall 1. Greedfall 1, for people who don't know, who haven't played Greedfall, first of all, go play it. It's got a current uh, version, current gen version, that runs really, really well. Jasper can attest to this. Um, Greedfall 1 is a Souls-like RPG. It is not 
as hard as most Souls games, but it definitely, you need to dodge and parry, okay? You can't just hack and slash your way through this game. But a very interesting story, but definitely double-A. Uh, the patch definitely helps some of it, but it's definitely double-A, which I love. Uh, Mav, hearing about this stuff, what do you think about Greedfall 2 and the direction they're kind of taking it here, man? Kind of interest you? Sounds like they saw the success of Baldur's Gate 3, and let's do that. <laughs> kind of. Maybe. Yeah, you kind know? of. I mean, uh, yeah. okay, so like we're going more party-based, right? We're going to be more mm -hmm. tactical, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to do an early access, you know, multiple endings what kind of game. That, what does that sound like? Mm hmm. You know, hey, this That's... worked out for those guys and became like it turned a big game into like a massive monster, huge hit. Like maybe they're they're kind of seeing uh, the success of some other stuff out there and kind of yeah. know, looking at what's worked in the past. So uh, the first game is a solid, well-made game. You know, I uh, think probably they got some talent there and uh, whatever they make, I'm going to try. So whenever Greedfall 2 comes out, I'll, I'll give it a go. Sure. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. Summer 2024, by the way, is early access, they said on Steam. Um, so I think this is really cool. Jasper, you just played Greedfall a little bit recently. Um, first of all, did you like it? Did you like Greedfall? Did you see why people kind of say it's underrated? Uh, and what do you think? Again, this is from one of my favorite devs, so I am biased. One of my favorite AA RPG dev spiders. Their games are freaking always cool as shit. I don't care about the jank. I don't care about any. I love spiders. Uh, but what do you think about it, Jasper? And what do you think about what you saw at a Greedfall 2? Yeah, I definitely like for Greedfall. I really like the world kind of of Greedfall itself. That's kind of what drew me into the game. Um, it's all, also like an ambitious RPG for a double A kind of thing. So it's kind of yep. interesting to see the next evolution of that that they take with Greedfall 2. So that's kind of what I'm just looking forward to is see how much they can improve off the first one and how much bigger they can make it. Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. Again, spiders, shout out to spiders. They are always ambitious with their game. That is one thing you could say about them. They are the studio that I wish would get triple a type money and let them grow because i think they could do something really special because their world building their stories their characters always interesting always interesting always different from one another uh throughout all their games maybe uh, you know the early access model allows them to spend yeah. that time and get the investment Correct. to make what they really dream of making right which and is what works for larian and if it's successful they keep adding on stories to the, yep. the game and stuff in the community feedback and all yep. that kind of stuff that goes into it. Yeah, no, this is perfect for them. Um, I loved what I saw today out of that. That was a big one for me. Uh, they announced endurance motorsport series. Okay. Again, all different types of sports. Uh, where they have bicycling Jasper, they had, uh, yeah. where they had tennis, uh, skateboarding, like, okay. All right. Naka, whatever. Okay. Uh, that was announced today. Um, let's see. We had another, um, let's see. Oh, uh, test drive unlimited solar crown got shown off again today. Um, so obviously I'm an old test drive fan. Mal, I know you're an old test drive fan. Jasper, you're not a racing fan really, right? Yeah. I, I never really played yeah. test drives, but I kind of yeah. got the idea that this is, they're going the ghost recon wildlands route, but with test drive. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be your social racer. Okay, yeah. this is, and this is what it's going to be about. So they showed this off again today. Mav, I know you didn't get a chance to see it, but you've been kind of excited for Test Drive Unlimited. Again, you and I both like trying new racers and that kind of stuff. I will say today, 
well, I can't even really say it because they didn't really show gameplay. They all their screenshots said indicative, or they said yeah. uh, in engine, right? So, yeah. but what we saw from the play test was it last year, Mav, where they had the stupid devs all get together and act like they were a bunch of yeah, and it was kind of like and, an off screen. Uh, yeah, footage. It yeah, really weird, you know, it was really weird. It, yeah, it didn't look good. If today was more representative of the gameplay. And the trailer, Mav, I know you didn't see it, was taking from the horizon, which everybody's doing now, of course, showing the different, you know, street racing, off-road racing, yeah. all that kind of shit. They did all that. It definitely looked better today. I'm still not sold 100% on what they're trying to do here, that it's going to be that different. It was, or a, it was a weird that trailer. Good. It was a really weird trailer because they showed different cars racing from uh, different types of cars. They had a truck. They had a uh, hatchback. Um, they obviously had um, uh, the Porsche. Um, and they were all racing from different ways to the same goal. And then, you know, so it started out kind of like, oh, I'm doing my horizon thing all by myself and I'm doing all these jumps and all this kind of stuff. But then as they got together, they brought them all together and they were racing towards the end goal. Um, and they were all awarded a car for reaching yeah, it was the a end barn goal. find or whatever. Yeah, bar find or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I need to see more of this. I need to see actual gameplay. I need to see driving. Uh, Mav, you're still interested though, right? Yeah, I I yeah. mean, honestly, and even in Test Drive Unlimited, the driving wasn't the best. You know what I mean? No. It was no. still fun. It was still good. Yes. Right? But yes. it wasn't like, like comparatively to some of the other games that were out there, right? Um, I actually 1,000 gamer scored uh, Test Drive Unlimited. I was absolutely hooked into it because I just had a blast playing, right? And... Um, I feel like ever since then, you know, because they, they did have Unlimited 2, which I didn't think was as good. Um, ever since then, I've been like, is it going to bring this franchise back? How are they going to do it and stuff? And, you know, it's kind of like, mm, it's always, it's kind of had some jank since then anyway. Mm -hmm. So I kind of expect mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, when they're focusing on the whole, you know, casino gambling stuff as well and like getting that. Like, I think you're going to be able to get out of your car and do all that kind of stuff, too. I'm not sure how it's all going to work, but uh, there was, I, at the same gameplay thing that you're talking about last year, I was really turned off by it. Yeah. Extremely. <laughs> um, especially compared to some of the other games that have been coming out with racing, with racing, right? But then they had another trailer, like, a few months back, at a different thing. Right. I don't remember what it was at. Uh, okay. But then that. One of the shows, wasn't it? Yeah. It, that trailer, I was like, okay. Because there was gameplay in it. Yeah. Yeah. Captured gameplay or whatever. Like, okay. This is getting my attention more again. So I'll see what they showed today and, you know, get some thoughts. Yeah. But that, ultimately, man, it's like. Probably. It's something I know I'm going to play. I just don't know if I'll be day one, depending on the price. And when it comes out, comparatively, what else is out there? Uh, did they give us a release date? Uh, no, they so. say they said 2024 still, but no release date. Okay. So still this, this year. This game was supposed no to be out like two years ago, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yep. it's interesting. All right. Fair enough. And I want to I want to correct myself real quick. Endurance Motorsports Series is not the game I was talking about. Endurance Motorsports Series is uh, basically w is is the off road racing series right. like WRC kind of yeah. like WRC. It's from it's from the studio 
that made WRC. So that's okay. their new game. The one I was talking about was called uh, Sports Range, an integral part of Nacon's DNA. Sports games were also represented. Uh, sports fans have the chance to check out exclusive images from Tiebreak, official game of the ATP and WTA. So these were a mix of games that are all coming out. They did this a couple times. I should have known that's what they were doing, but I was watching at work. So now that I'm reading this, this makes sense. So they're doing a whole line of sports games. ATP and WTA, Rugby 24, uh, Tour de France 2024, Pro Cycling Manager 2024. So that is another one that they announced, or they announced all those games kind of together. MGXP, which is obviously uh, dirt bike racing. That is another game that they announced today. Again, don't have any thoughts on any of this stuff. If you guys do, please jump in, but whatever. Nope. I have no idea. <laughs> No interest oh, in any of there's those. There's only two other games. There's like three games that this is like, yeah. oh. Yeah, that's- I'm, 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 sa- I'm saving some of them here, Jasper. You know what I'm doing here. So I'm getting out of some of these other ones here. Life Range. Uh, so this is another range of games that they showed off that are sim games. Okay. So Life Range. And there was one in here that caught my attention. Just because I think it would be funny as hell. But anyways. Chef Life. Of course. Uh, we got a sim there. Um, Garden Life. Okay. Get for all you gardeners out there, taxi life. Okay, cool. It's not gonna be crazy taxi, but you can you can enjoy being a taxi driver. But the one that got me was ambulance life. <laughs> ambulance life looks fun as hell because you actually have to pick up bodies, you have to check them, you have to get them delivered to the hospital. This sounds freaking hilarious. It looked freaking hilarious. Um, so the ambulance life is scheduled for September, 2024, but go check out the whole life range. If you guys are into sim games, obviously there's a ton of people that are, everybody's making sim games these days, but man, ambulance life. I actually thought looked kind of funny. Uh, Jasper, any of the life range catch your attention? Yeah. Yeah. For people like him, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mav, I know you're a sim guy. You want to be a taxi cab driver, an ambulance, uh, paramedic, uh, cooking guy or a gardener. This, this is more for my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh Caitlin was actually talking about the taxi game yeah. the other night. You was she? Okay, cool. Yeah, she's cool, cool, playing cool. Taxi Life before. Like this is probably all games yeah. that like she's probably gonna want to see this the trailer for the, the life series. Yes, the life series for sure. You should have her check them out, uh for sure. Um they had a new update to uh Crown Wars. Uh shout out to Tom for Tsunami tagging me earlier this week. Crown Wars strategy tactics game math. If you have not checked this one out. If I was not, it comes out March 7th, the day before Unicorn Overlord does. If I was not getting Unicorn Overlord, and Tom's reversed on this, um, I would be picking up Crown Wars. Crown Wars, the Black Prince, tactical turn-based game. um, They had a new trailer for that today. In the midst of the Hundred Years' War, a series of bloody conflicts between several rival royal families, the players must build up their units to seek out the source of darkness, and foil a diabolical plot, a shadowy evil organization sowing chaos throughout the kingdom in its quest for power, the Order. This looks dope because it looks like you get to build out your team, how you want to build them out. The tactics looks really good, stealth, um, or flat out just, you know, full frontal attacks. Like, Crown Wars, the Black Prince is definitely one I'd be checking out. Jasper, what did you think about the Crown Wars? Uh... Definitely piqued my interest, but again, you know, I'm, I'm not going to really be here to play it. So yeah, I know, I know, this sucks. I know this sucks. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It sucks. It sucks. Um, but yeah, this one's going on my wish list for sure. But Mav, another tactics game. Again, check it out, brother. This is yeah, looking I'm really looking cool. at it on Steam. Right yeah, now. it looks pretty cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, it looks totally freaking awesome. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, welcome to Paradise. Um, this is already out. This yeah. is a co-op multiplayer zombie game that's built on comedy and corniness and frivolous fun, I guess. Zombies, I guess, is a way to put it. It's a survival-based type of game uh, that you can co-op with people. Uh, there's very little reviews out right now. The one I did see gave it a 60 again, take it for what it is. Grain of salt. It could be the best game ever again. Um, just wanted to kind of give you guys a rough idea. Uh, but welcome to paradise. Jasper look awesome to you. you you're, hey. you're downloading now. <laughs> uh, they did another dev section where the devs played it too. And it was like, okay, guys, come on. I know you love your game and I'm happy for did, you, but did they come have on. the eighties rock song in there for the music? No. No. no, 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 they did not. They didn't. But welcome to paradise. Um, so go check that out. It's out right now. Crafting, survival, action. It's all there. Open world. Uh, go check it out. Maybe that'll interest you guys. Uh, we got an update to Raven's Watch, which has been out. It's a rogue. This is the game that I had forgotten about. This is the game that's a roguelite, but Diablo. Okay, but this is the one that's got like um fable characters in it and you get to choose from the fable characters and you can play solo you can play co-op it's got like red riding hood in it and what's really cool is they brought in a lot of different mechanics this looks absolutely crazy i do want to pick this up on pc actually um but they showed off some more gameplay today because they're kind of building this game out uh but red riding hood one of the cool parts about her is she's red riding hood during the day with her special abilities fighting off again it's diablo it's top down awesome but then it turns to night and she turns into a werewolf. So that's the type of shit they're kind of bringing into this. I love creative stuff like this. Raven's watch looks awesome. I need to get back to this. Um, already tried out by more than 400,000 people. Uh, so this is definitely a game that's uh, been out um, and it's going to be uh, available for full release in April is why they had another trailer here. So um, definitely keep your eyes on Raven watch. If that sounds up your alley, and then let's get uh, to the other new one today, Jasper. And I think you probably would have seen this Terminator Survivors. Is this the one that you had your eye on? No, it's okay. The, it's the other one. Okay. Yeah. I'm saving the other one for the best for last. Okay. Uh, so Terminator Survivors. Yes, we are getting another game in the Terminator IP. Unfortunately, it is another double A game. So that's going to turn off some people. Unfortunately, it is also an MMO which is going to turn off people. Some, it's all, unfortunately, it's also a survival game, which is going to turn off some people. But if all those things are hitting and you love Terminator, we get a new Terminator game set a couple years after D-Day for, for, for Terminator before, obviously, any kind of real um, rebellion has risen up, right? Before John Connor has put together his resistance team. Um, this is going to be basically the humans trying to figure out what the hell they're doing and how they're going to go about surviving this shit and kind of introducing the Terminators to the world. So you're going to be fighting PVP against other players. You're going to be co-oping with other players. You can build up bases. You can do all that stuff. Meanwhile, you got the Terminators chasing you at all times and they are the classic Terminators. So this semi piqued my interest but i'm like am i really gonna have time for this unless yeah, i want to see what it actually looks like and plays yeah. like before yeah 
Yeah, before you before you commit to it. Uh, Mav, you want to jump into a ter- Terminator Survivors game with me? Why the fuck not? Let's do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, going to be early access on PC, uh, Steam on uh, the 24th of October of this year. So towards the end of the year, again, the end of the year is filling up a lot already, but this might be all the one early access. We'll see how it plays out. Like Jasper said, I want to see some gameplay. I want to see how polished it is because a lot of times the survival MMO games are not the most polished when they come out in early access. Um, is it going to be something I really want to spend time in? Again, any Terminator game is going to get my peak my interest, but I got to see more of this one for sure. And then the final one, Jasper. Uh, yes, there we go. The final one. Now, this is the one that I was like, what? Yo, wait. <laughs> so you guys know my love for Diablo 4. You know all of our loves right here. Jasper, Mav, all of us love Diablo 4. You've heard me talk about Last Epoch and how much I'm having the last last Epoch, I should say, and how much I'm having a, a freaking absolutely fantastic time. I was I don't know if this game has been shown before, Jasper. I don't know. I can't if, remember it. If it I can't I can't remember it either. They showed off Dragonkin the Banished. This title pays tribute to the hack and slash genre, revealing an original dark fantasy world where character classes are mutant hybrids between dragons and humans. In solo or co-op mode with up to four players, must track and battle powerful dragons to free the world of their domination. Dragonkin the Banish will be available for PS5, Xbox Series, and Steam February 2025. Perfect timing for this type of game. Next year, I don't have to think about it. I can just keep looking for updates. Bav, when I say that kind of stuff, man, you got to watch this trailer, bro. This is looking good. Yes, right, right now. Um, Yeah, I'll get your thoughts here in a second. Jasper, Dragonkin, The Banished, February 2025. You might have time by then, brother. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, brother? Looking uh, good. This like stole the entire like Nacon show for me. Like everything else is like I don't care anymore. I just want to play Dragonkin. Yes, yes. It looks like if they can match like the tone of like that, like and the the attitude of that like kind of like. CG trailer like stuff yes. with the gameplay like this thing is going to be fucking awesome. Yes, I am in total agreement. Mav, now that you watched a little bit of it, what do you think, of brother? Yeah, looks fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it does. Yeah, that's yes, my kind of game, man. It looks great. Uh, so yes, um, ah, uh, yes, unanimous. Yeah, and it's coming to everything. Yes, so it's coming to everything. That, that is awesome as well. Like yes more of these kinds of games please 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 and thank you but dragon kin the banished unanimous here folks that stole the show for sure please go check that out that trailer again february 2025 we don't have to try to fit it in this year with everything that's going on early next year as long as they hold to that schedule and it's looking good already because they did have some gameplay in there it looks really good already action fast paced diablo-esque I'm loving every bit of this. This is right up our alley. I, I love like yeah. publishers like Nacon is like we want to be yes. one of the big boys, you know. So it's like yes, you know, it's like try. you know their budgets are more limited and stuff, right? Just because, but this looks like looks yes. quality, right? It looks yes. good. Yeah. Um, you know, they're trying yeah. to do a ra- the racing thing. You know, they got their Sims that uh, Sim things are doing. They got the stupid Welcome to Paradise thing. 
It you seems know, like Nacon's kind of taken over that Embracer lane now that yeah. Embracer's crumbling. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nacon's like, let's. But they got some more unique things that are kind of yeah. like from way less studios and like they, a bunch of different genres like survival, survival Terminator game. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, right. Okay. Right. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what how good these games are and maybe like they're not gonna get like nines on from IGNs and stuff like that, right? But like a lot of people that play shit like this and get really excited and uh mm -hmm. when these games come out and um if we learn anything from like an, another were, were they robocop was it nacon published that yeah uh, I think so. yes yeah and if we learn anything yeah. like that like sometimes these things kind of come out of the blue and really kind of um tell people hey that even with smaller budgets and stuff like that like you can make some good stuff and uh yeah that trailer man for yeah. the dragonkin yeah, yes. that looks legit, dude. Looks fucking legit. Yep, it does. So, Greedfall Two, Dragonkin are both big winners out of this showcase. Again, I love these shows. Um, just randomly out of the blue, we got a future game showcase coming up too, don't we, Jasper? Yeah, I think point? March twenty first. Yeah. Like yeah, future games shows are underrated. People don't watch them. There's a lot of sh stuff that you'll see that you'll be like, I care about this, but they show off so much that there's usually a handful of games out of there that I'm like, oh, I definitely got to play this. Um, so future game show coming up, but I love these types of shows. Nacon killing it. Um, definitely a great show today. I, I had fun watching it. Um, even with the stuff that I didn't care about, I was like, whatever. The couple games in there that really killed it. Um, so loved it, loved it, loved it. Really good stuff. Um, that's all I got on the docket, boys. Jasper, as guest, as somebody who is down to his last couple shows with us, you got anything you want to talk about? You got anything you want to get off your chest before you leave us? Anything, you know... You, Jasper, I should ask you before we end the show. I got to ask you, what are the things you're going to miss about Caitlin? <laughs> uh, her little quick joke she usually puts in chats, or like she'll say, and no one else in the party chat will hear. I'm just like, I got you, Caitlin. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, that's a good one, Jasper. But any, anything else you got to get off your chest, Jasper? You want to tell fuck you to the entire chat to the community? I hate you all. You guys were all just okay, and just like all the games nowadays. What, I mean, what do you want to say? Uh, no, the community, they're all right. <laughs> uh, they're all right. No, like the <laughs> for real chat. Like, I saw all the messages towards the beginning of the show and stuff. You all, like, saying mission stuff. That I, that means a lot. Like, I don't know. Just don't really see that too often. So it just, it's great to see, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect, Jasper. Perfect. Again, ending the way you started all of this. I love it, yeah. bro. I love it, bro. Uh, any topics you want to talk about, Jasper? Anything in the gaming news you want to talk about? Anything cool? Oh, the fucking Pokemon game! Like, oh, if, okay, <laughs> okay, go the the, uh, the new Pokemon Z and minus A or whatever. Like mm -hmm. that shit sounds so dope to me. Like I haven't been into Pokemon in a while, but like oh. if they're going to do like one major city, like futuristic, like cyberpunk, and it's just like really super focused in a city, like that that sounds awesome. So oh, wow, we got some Nintendo talk here, boys and girls. Leave it up to Jasper. Some Pokemon. Anybody else in the chat see that new Pokemon game or the concept and and say yes, that's for me. Uh, again, funny enough that they announced it for 2025 On Switch and also devices. Switch devices plural. The worst kept secret in the industry right now is that the Switch Two is coming in 2025. Hence why they're not putting out their game till 20. I saw a lot of people upset. Because they're like, Nintendo's not going to have anything this year. This is going to be a bad year for Nintendo. Yeah, because they decided to push the Switch to next year. They're not going to put out any fucking games this year, boys and girls. 
Uh, Mav, you excited for Pokemon? Fuck no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. The voice of reason amongst Jasper. Let's go. Power uh, World for Life. <laughs> Power World for Life, exactly. Uh, Mav, any uh, topics you wanted to get to, brother, before? Oh, man, I'm, I'm good, dude. But, uh, this was great to have Jasper here, you know, for sure, on PM and the PM. Uh, it's great you survived. Yeah. Yeah, I am made it through the week, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but, yeah, dude, uh, overall, you know, fun show. The chat was awesome, as always, you know. Um, we'll have Xbox Ultimate tomorrow night, so it'll be Jasper's last hurrah here for a while, you know, on on our channels. So uh, come hang out tomorrow with us and help us send off Jasper to his great adventures and style on Xbox mm-hmm. Ultimate. Um, yeah, nothing, man. We're good. Nothing else. Well, good. Uh, great show tonight, everybody. Uh, really do appreciate you all coming out. As always, again, the love and respect can't be said enough to the chat. This wasn't the best week of news. And again, I overall, I just want to say uh, I do have empathy for everybody who lost their Like, I, I'm not so close. I'm a, I'm a grumpy old Gen Xer who thinks that there is a lot of softness around. But I will never say that I don't have empathy for people who have lost their jobs, no matter what the situation, because I've been in that boat. Yeah. Um, and so this was, this was a bad overall week, um, for people. I I will say one thing. Yes. Saw some people out there. Oh yeah. That had so much to say Mm. when Microsoft had the ABK news. Yeah. They, Mm. in which we talked about too, right? But they had so much to say about it. Oh, this is. So horrible and all this stuff, right? And and all all of that, which you know I agree with, you know, is all horrible and anybody losing their jobs. But now, when it happened with Sony, ah, uh, it's just correction in the industry. What are you gonna do about it? I think it was smart business. Really, really, okay, big guy. All right. You're going to act like that now? We know what you're doing, okay? Piece of shit. I don't understand how some people cannot see people talking on their channels and having acting one complete way about the same situation, and then when something else happens and it's Sony or it's PlayStation, ah, not a big deal. doesn't matter. Anyway, that's all I got to say. That's it. Uh, and Pong disappeared because I took two extra minutes. So it's all right. We will get everybody out of here. I will start uh, the outros because my wife said dinner is ready, mofo. Everybody, you rock. Appreciate you all. I'm back. Here. I'm all back. Right. All right. We're going to say I'm bye back. to Jasper. We'll do the outros now. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Kate said I'm done. I'm, so I'm done. Oh, Kate, you don't get to control this. I'm in charge. I'm the captain now. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> uh, anyways, great show, everybody. Let's get the outros out of here and get Mav to dinner before uh, Caitlin throws his dinner in the trash and he can't eat it. Um, anyways, everybody, thank you again for the show. Um, and again, appreciate all the conversations around this kind of tough topics today. But I hope you did get entertained a little bit. Thank you for t- stopping into PM and the PM. Jasper, one of your final outros, sir. I'm going to miss you, brother. Tell everybody where they can find you when you come back from the future to our timeline with great news. Tell everybody where they can still find you and what you're going to be up to. 
yo 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 check it out uh, a few more times of yo yos and then uh no more yo yos so uh <laughs> you can check me out at lord jasper twitter uh whenever i come back i'll say something there i guess and then i'll make my first appearance back on one of these shows eventually so just stay tuned to this channel and i'll be back someday Awesome, brother. Love you, man. Uh, and we'll talk to you tomorrow night for sure on Xbox Ultimate. Uh, Mav, Mister, I'm hungry and sick. Big baby, Mav. What, what, what do you got going on, Mav? Are you gonna be? Are you gonna have any other shows? Are you gonna cancel Xbox Ultimate tomorrow night? No, we will have Xbox <laughs> Ultimate tomorrow. I think I will be okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, appreciate everybody for being here. You all rock. Uh, Xbox Ultimate will be tomorrow, and we'll be back next week with FSP. And then PM and the PM and Xbox Ultimate. Because Fun Pop, like Jasper, would be going away for a while until we have another one. Even though there's breaking news that we may end up having uh, one sooner uh, just to talk about some of this stuff. But uh, yeah, regularly scheduled Fun Pop will go away for a little bit. So um, thank you, everybody, for just uh, being here for all of our uh, shows and in the chat. Uh, you You're amazing. Uh, Jasper, again, I can't thank you enough for the last couple of years, dude. So it's been real, but I'll talk more about that tomorrow for sure. Tomorrow. We'll save the emotional stuff yeah. for tomorrow night as we are want to do on Xbox Ultimate. Uh, listen, y'all, uh, first of all, the, the first shot of Tron Ares looks really fucking good. Please, Disney, don't fuck it. Please don't fuck <laughs> it up. Um, anyways, uh, everybody, again, you know how to find me, uh, Ponksol on X, formerly known as Twitter, Ponksol on Xbox. You guys know the drill there xbox ultimate tomorrow night of course i will be there to send off jasper i won't miss it for the world um i want to be there to say goodbye to my brother for a while um but uh be there join us 10 p.m eastern nine o'clock central time right here on this same bat channel fun speculation network and then of course saturday in morning it is living split screen with my brother from another steel rain we should be back this week not going to guarantee it 100 again real life being what it is but we will make that announcement one way or the other. But Living Split Screen, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, four-plus hours. Buckle up. Get ready. We're going to have a lot to talk about if Steele and I do go live. It is going to be live, raw, and uncut for sure because Steele's been buckled down for a bit. So uh, we're going to have a fun show if we go live on Saturday morning. And then Saturday night, the Shop Podcast will be back as well. Uh, we took a week off last week. PTK, real life stuff going on. We know how it goes, but we should be back this week. PTK Blam, Fuzzy Belvedere, who's on a cruise enjoying the hell out of his life. I don't know if he's going to be back for sure or not, but we will be there uh, along with probably a couple guests. Got to be there. The best way to end your Saturday night, the Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time on Saturday night. Next week, it starts all over again. Double Barrel Gaming's channel, Mr. Boom Six the Man, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time, every Tuesday for the Xbox Factor Podcast, All Good Things Green, with my brother Steele when he can be there now. Uh, be the, over there. And then, of course, Thursday back here for PM and the PM next weekend, which who knows what we're going to talk about, but we're going to find something we always do. Listen, y'all, it's a golden age of gaming. Please get out there. Enjoy what you enjoy. Just enjoy all of this stuff. Ignore the nonsense. Enjoy the gaming because that's what it's all really about, the fun. Play what you love. Love what you play. I'll talk to you all real soon. Mav, get us out of here, brother, so you can go eat. Appreciate you guys. Peace out.